Right, I'm going to start the show now, gents, okay? Do some okay. music first. Okay, we're on it. <laughs> everybody it's Andrew Davis from Toon Talk Radio how is everybody this, e- this evening after a wild and wacky weekend with all the northeast teams going on uh, of about about above Newcastle below Newcastle it's been an interesting couple of days remember if you want to tune into the show you can go to www.toontalk.co.uk and you can also catch us on another radio station www.novaradio.co.uk and you can also on your handheld device go to google google play and you can also catch us on the itunes app as well or you can call 0191 well i've got my regular uh, co-host this evening neil neil mitchin calling from dubai good evening neil Good evening, Andrew. How are we doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Well, it's been an interesting week with regards to Newcastle United and a, an extremely big couple of games coming up in the next couple of days. And I, to that fact, I'd like to introduce my uh, main guest this evening. It's Pete Colley, sports reporter for the Midlands. Views expressed are his, and you can follow Peter at Pete Colley. Um, made of, normally uh, Pete's um, on Sky Sports any breaking news when it comes to Aston Villa for you and your team it's been a pretty interesting evening good evening to you Pete evening how you doing not too bad not too bad it, it's been I thought Newcastle could uh, garner the headlines but um, when it comes to Aston Villa um, you've gone through a bit of a <laughs> uh, how, how can I say uh, a bit of a an issue with your owner and changes and managers and um, Steve Bruce seems to be the man that could take you guys forward. Well, yeah, he did. But the, the problem for Steve was always, um, well, things were going great. Yeah. You know, that, that was happy days because, uh, you know, we all knew he was, a, he was the manager over at St. Andrews, our uh, mm. arch rivals, and, uh, and did really well with them. Mm. Um, therefore... He was kind of welcomed in, and you know, he, mm. he, he, got, a good, he got a good reception considering he managed yeah. blues. Um, but the problem was always going to be when things dipped. You know, he yeah. he'd got a shorter amount of time really when things went bad, and things have gone bad now, and they start getting booed off the pitch uh, against Ipswich. That's the first time really since Steve's been in charge, and you you know you just think that the pressure now is, is ten times more because of who he managed before. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, two massive games this week. Barnsley on Tuesday, mm. away to uh, to Newcastle next Monday. So uh, he's got to turn it around. He needs to get something out of the, you know one one of those games. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like there's always been a bit of bad blood uh, between Aston Villa supporters and Newcastle. It never used to be that way. 
Um, I think Neil will uh, probably weigh in on that one. Uh, there, there was there was never anything bad, was there, Neil? Between, but it seems to have gone a different route, hasn't it, lately? I can remember some feisty trips to Villa, um, but it seemed to turn. You know, the, the last relegation season mm-hmm. when I was there, and, and it wasn't just the, the the banners being unveiled at the ground. It was the the almost convoluted extra long police convoy out the city and we got a right proper send off um, afterwards and, and it, it lingered long in my memory I have to say it still lingers in my memory now and I've got some pals who are Villa fans and um, it, it's something we just agree not to talk about because it, it's called a bloody welcome alright I get you <laughs> not, not everyone gets escorted out of the city you know that's, yeah that's, one way to look at that, I suppose. No, it, it was that, it, it was the sheer relegation day. That was that was the one. Yeah. It was the um, I think it was it was the last mm. game of the season at Villa Park. I remember covering mm. it, and they um, Sky in their wisdom had said, as soon as the game's over, get your camera, go to the away end, and uh, and Vox pops uh, Newcastle fans as they come out and. I remember thinking, yeah, that'll go down well if they lose. <laughs> and, and I think 90 minutes of, of derisory banter from the Villa fans because Villa, you see at the time, were looking mm. at Newcastle, a, a massive club, you know, who had, you know, dared to go to the top with Kevin Keegan and have, the, you know, some of the best players in the league. And there they were, a mirror club of Villa, and they were about to go down. And for Villa... The fans at the time, it was it really, it was an arrogant look, but they never thought it would happen to them, and uh, and it has now. So of course, when Newcastle come to town, it, it's you know the, the last on Villa now because and, and they had that last season, didn't they? Mm-hmm. It seems to have um, the interesting thing happened when, when we went there to play that game this this season. There was nothing, was there? They didn't see they. It's it obviously it seemed to sink in, didn't it, Peter? When the fact that. Because of what's, what they had done, what they had said, it's awful when you wish for something bad to happen to a team, and yeah. there was nothing, was there? And um, the, the the thing about Villa, it's always perplexing. Next Monday is a massive game, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think we. Are you coming up for that one, Peter? Or are you, you going to be down there? I, I won't. I won't be making the trip. I might. Um, I might. You know what? I might watch it in the local. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've heard it's cold up there. You know, no offense. It's freezing. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing. Believe you me, I was in a industrial state today. It's freezing, but like um, the, the, I won't miss it. Here. Well, I've got, here we go. Don't don't even mention Dubai, Neil. Okay, like, uh, we don't leave it out. It. No, I don't want to hear about it. it just gives me heading because he, he always has a subtle way of bringing it in, you know. But the the, the thing is, the interesting thing for Villa is that uh, I think Neil's actually been uh, every time he uh, missed your the chairman uh, went off on one. Especially when Di Matteo was there, he was yeah. Comedy Central, wasn't he, Neil? Some of his Twitter outbursts were fabulous. <laughs> Doctor Tony, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Tony and his Twitter ranting—it's—it's it's brilliant. It's it, you know, it, it's the kind of thing. It's almost a parody account. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I know the head of communications at Villa, and he has yeah. an absolute nightmare with it because he'll be sitting in his office. And Villa, Villa, he'll be preparing a statement that, you know, Villa have made some signing. And then Dr. Tony, you know, from wherever, you know, some bar in, you know, wherever he is in China or whatever. Like, hey, everybody, two hours and new player. And it just, and he, he'll, he'll bang that out. And the head of comms at Villa's like, oh, brilliant, brilliant. It's, it's, <laughs> that was going to be a big splash. 
it's the random things like the bizarre mathematical formula I was tweeting the other week, and yeah. um, it, there's one of one of our one of our wind up merchants has got him dancing on a string. He's had to create a new Twitter account because I think Tony Dr. Tony was after him, you know. And it's just it, I, I know some owners do some quite bonkers things, but that, it, honestly, if you if you weren't to know, it genuinely was him. And have good people like yourself confirm it, you know, saying the head of communications at Villa must be like a, a thankless task. You'd just think yeah. it was just a made-up account. I mean, it's, it's, it's so... He's a very nervous nature now. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's, but he's back. Every time he gets a notification on his phone, he gets a tick. <laughs> yes. But he bought, he's back, he's back oh Brucey, yeah. you know... Um, He's back Di Matteo, and a lot, you see, that, that's where a lot of Villa fans are getting annoyed now, because, the, the, you know, they've got Steve Round at Villa as, a, you know, the director of football. Keith Wyneth came in as the new CEO, and they oversaw a big spend for Di Matteo, mm. and, and it didn't work. You know, so now they've got, Steve Bruce has had a big spend as well uh, in, in the last transfer window, and Villa fans are saying, well, hold on a minute. Mm. Somebody's culpable here for the big mistake at the start of the season. Why did Di Matteo come in? Why did you chuck 50-odd million at him? Only then, to, I mean, you know, to, like McCormack, for instance, to see him mm, oh uh, out on loan at Forest, score at the weekend, or they lost. But, but the point is, somewhere down the line, somebody hasn't done their research there on the lad's DNA or whatever, you know, because, mm. you know, I think, I think it, you know, everybody in football would have said, ooh, he could be a bit of a handful in. You know, second most bizarre football story out of, out of Villa after Dr. Tony mm. is this whole McCormick yeah. in, the, in the electric mm. gates and the, I've got this <laughs> Alan Partridge-like vision of Steve Bruce trying to climb over the wall and impaling... <laughs> he drove up there. Yeah, I heard that he drove up there. You can imagine Steve outside in his old jag or whatever saying, here, hold man. Get yourself to work, lad. Stop being a ginny. Vegas believes that a, a professional footballer has to be coached out of his own home. Yeah, uh, taking uh, his step ladders uh, up there. I, <laughs> I mean, just... We should laugh at too. And you're right. I mean, you got there, but for the grace of God, this could be our club, Andrew. Yeah, you know, in some ways it has been. Um, it, and you, you've got somebody, and you're right. Somebody in the club's really at fault there for not knowing that. Mm-hmm. Here's a lad who's he, he seems quite willing to jump onto the next winning horse quite readily, and yeah. then and that that incident is just absolutely. It, it, it's one of those ones that will go down as a football story for years and years and years to come. It'll appear yeah. in books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and as I say, there, but for the grace of God, it's not happening at our club. Where does it go next yeah. for, for, for yeah. you? I mean, if, if, if it doesn't... I've, I've already seen Dr. Tony talking about next season on Twitter already, mm. which that's, that's quite ominous in itself. It's like, well, what's, what's your plan C? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. You know, fans that I know are starting to talk about, you know, we won't do this year, but next year. Yeah, next and it's, year. And it's, it's, it's a bit early to do that, isn't it, really, for, for the money that, that they've spent? So. Well, so? I mean, you think you've uh, got to be looking at the playoffs and saying, look, we've at least got to have a charge to try and yeah. get to that point. And if they're going to just give up now, well, um, 
I, I don't yeah. think I don't think um, Steve Bruce and his wildest dreams would have thought this season they're going to go to the playoffs because they've got no chance. And I, like normally, Steve Bruce, you give him a preseason, and that that spend Pete isn't over with because there's a not if if they're losing the way they're losing with the players abroad in, um, you know, to uh, if the, the good, I think the good thing for Villa coming up with Newcastle is that the you know the, the towel has kind of been thrown in. Um, I, I think kind of if Doctor Tony. Uh, Mr. Zia is already saying for yeah. next season. That's a good thing, though, isn't it, Peter? That that he's Probably, more yeah, or less on board. It, yeah, it's it's good for Steve. You know, I think mm. that you know he's backed all the way. Uh, but I, I think there's there's deep rooted problems at Villa. In uh, there's a there's a real disconnection between the fans and the players that has ne- that has never been put right, and it doesn't help when <laughs> this is. Football's entertainment industry and yeah. fans haven't been entertained at Villa for years. I'm talking probably since Martin O'Neill was there, since, they, since they've been entertaining. And, you know, if, if a football game was like a film and you went to see Villa and you tried to say to your friend, you should go and see that film next week, you wouldn't. You wouldn't yeah. say to people, go and watch that. Because you know, it's, it's, it's not very good. You know, and they've forgotten that, that this is entertainment. And I think, I think Steve thought, I'll go in there, you know, there's nothing I haven't seen before. I've done it before. I'll go in, I'll get in the dressing room, and I'll sort them out. But I don't even, you know, in his wildest dreams, thought that he'd meet the sort of arrogance and um, just, I don't know, there's just a bad feeling around the place, and it needs shifting if they're, if they're going to move on. And that's, that's one of the biggest jobs for Steve to do, you know, get that connection going again between the fans and the players. Stop them driving into the into the ground every week with all their massive cars, and there's all the fans that are paying all their money, and they're looking at it thinking, "You're taking the Mickey, surely." You know. <laughs> well, they've got that's the thing is that the thing this the weird and wonderful thing about the championship, like Newcastle themselves had a bit of upheaval with uh, obviously Rafa Benitez. Um, you know, coming out and being um, a bit upset about the fact we didn't sign anybody. What's been your take on Rafa and Newcastle? Because it's the, we we seem to be going along okay, and then a, couple, a bump on the road, it's it's hell on earth again. Yeah, it is. It's again, you've you've got that you've got that weight of expectation, haven't you? You've mm-hmm. got a massive, massive fan base. Do you know what the problem is these days? Is that the Years ago, you know, when, when we were kids and we'd go to football, you'd hear people shouting, Oi, you know, play better, I'll pay your wages. But the fan, we, we fans do not pay their wages any longer, do we? Yeah, so no, we don't no. actually carry that much clout. We, we're just, we're almost like an annoyance sometimes, on the, you know, on phone-ins and, you know, and Twitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think that people need to, you know, still listen to the fans because ultimately... They're the lifeblood of the club. You know, they might not pay the wages anymore, you know, because the TV companies do, but mm. you've still got to listen to them because they're your lifeblood. Mm. Yeah, I, I think... We're, we're, I, we're now at the point, I think, I believe, it, 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 I think I'm right when I say that this is the first season that income from fans by all the various streams they put in is now outweighed by income from television and their sources. Mm. And therefore... Owners can sit with half-empty stadiums and just say, so mm. what? Yeah. And it's, and, and it's a real problem, a real big problem, that we've lost part of that voice, that ability to say, no, enough's enough. Mm. 
Um, and yet, yeah. we'll still be the first ones to turn to when the next Leeds or Portsmouth happens. Yeah, we'll still be the part yeah. that they come back to. Absolutely, every but, time. But ultimately, but I think with Newcastle, I think, you know, they'll be all right. You know, they will be fine because they're good enough and can be consistent enough, you know, to, to, to either, you know, go up automatically or, or definitely play off. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. Have you, have you ever met Rafa before, Pete? What was your feeling? Yeah. Have you talked about what do you I think? I have, actually, yeah. Do you know what? He's a really nice bloke. He's a really nice chap. Uh, I've, I've met him a couple of times, usually um, usually when he's been, you know, uh, playing away at Villa or, or, or Stoke or whatever. But, no, he, uh, he always comes across, you know, very well, actually, in the post-match presses uh, or tries to answer a question. He does that thing sometimes when, if he doesn't want to answer a question, you know, that, oh, I, I don't... I don't really know what this is that you're saying. You're thinking, yeah, you do. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, 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 a, he's a nice enough chap. I, I always remember seeing him um, giving a speech about uh, winning the um, Champions League with Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And it, he said he, he went in at half-time, gave this speech, made a couple of changes, and said, right, let's go out there. Has everybody got it? And Stephen Gerrard came up to him and said, if we do what you've just told us to do, we'll have 12 men on the pitch. And he went, oh. <laughs> so, to, to, admit, to admit that, I think he's a big man. <laughs> I tell you what, he's, he's got um, he's got wolves dancing today again. Yeah, with his with his comments uh, and and I mm. see there's certainly one of the wolves journalists has, yeah. has gone on a little mission on Twitter today to to have a pop and mm. and uh, I think Lambert's made some comments mm. in the pre-match press conferences for the midweek game. Um, I think yeah. he certainly knows how to play play that game very very well. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's been about long enough, hasn't he? Yes. I think because yeah. uh, it was a Shelby. I think the the issue was Shelby because of the ban he got yeah. for racial abuse. Yeah. And um, I, I I do I you have to think I did uh, when I heard the comments myself I just thought well yeah but he he'd been found guilty the fans had a had a right to have a pop at him and the yeah. thing was in the first in the first half it was like he wasn't even there. Uh, Shelby, but the second half yeah. he had obviously had a one goal lead, so and he, he was starting to pull the strings. But then that's the thing about Wolves, isn't it? It's like uh, you know their manager for all the good things he does. You know, he again, I, I think probably that's the one thing I like about the northeast managers, um, especially when Bruce was here. At least Bruce would, if something's wrong, Bruce will tell you, won't he? Peter. He'll tell you, yeah. he'll, he'll turn around you and say, call a spade a spade. And the good thing about Bruce is when um, McCormack tried to say, try to defend his position, all he did was basically confirm exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. By, tra- yeah, by trying to say he didn't happen. And he, he yeah. confirmed it. Steve's as honest as. You can't, you can't argue with him because he's always honest. Mm. Uh, um, he just, uh, yeah, he tells it how it is. He's refreshing. Whereas, whereas Paul Lambert. Um, yeah. You know, he, he he does the political. You know, he he does, and and with the with the, what he said um, pre the Newcastle game, obviously yeah. Shelby, because it's early days for him. He's yeah. had a, you know he had that good result in the uh, cup, and he's yeah. had a couple of good results since he joined. But he's still got to get that. Uh, he's still got to get popular with the fans, and he's kind of like by, he's trying to get them to buy into it by saying you know Shelby will probably get hammered or whatever when he comes here, and he, you know what I mean. He's, he's getting a bit populist there. And, and I suppose as a manager, you've got to do, really, at times. But he was yeah. always going to get it, Shelby. You know, he was always going to get it. 
Yeah, because to me it was a strange one because, um, you know, the the main people that got him uh, got him in trouble was the the Wolves the Wolves players. Oh, they basically confirmed what he said. Now there's fifty thousand Geordies at that match, and you're and they're all they're always kicking off about something, and he's they're trying to tell me that they would have heard word for word what he's allegedly said. Yeah. Good luck. But yeah. he, oh, then it, it, it came out, didn't that? It? it came out that he, you know, he found guilty. But you move on in football. I think if if we had been a Premier League team, I hasten to yeah. add, there could have been ructions that for Shelby because you know what they're like these days. Any racism, anything that they yeah. don't, you know, normally you get sacked for that type of behaviour. Yeah, yeah. Well, quite right. I mean, but the one thing he'd have had as well if uh, a Premier League game is he'd probably have had about another thirty cameras on him. And, yeah. one of, and one of the angles would have got it. And it's true. And they, and they, they will get, um, you know, lip readers on it and everything. That, because they, that's, that's exactly what they did with the John Terry uh, Ferdinand mm-hmm. situation, wasn't it? They, mm-hmm. had, they had people lip reading it. And they're like, yeah, he said that. Who, who's impressed? Yeah. Before, I know you've got, to, you've got to head off to your next event. But who is, uh, who's impressed you in the Newcastle team uh, this season? The games that you've seen? Well, I like, I like Shelby um, when he's played. I, I, I like him. Uh, I, knew, I used to watch him in the 21s. Um, he's just... He's that sort of, to be honest, he's the sort of Brucey signing that he, that he would like. I mean, Lansbury came in for Villa. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he's a, he's a young British ex-21s um, international that he's going to dom- not only you know dominate your midfield, but he's going to dominate your dressing room as well. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's important to have, particularly in the Championship. You know, you can get away with it in the Premier League. You know, if you've got you know a lot of foreigners or whatever of, of maybe just gelling them or whatever, and it just works. But I think I think I think you need that you know good British, you know hard-working midfielder. And uh, yeah, I like him. Greenish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you look at Greenish as well, he's another one that's. Um, I think it'd be a bit. That should be a quite a tasty game, shouldn't it? Greenish and Shelby next Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It depends what Grealish turns up. You know, he, mm-hmm. he can. You know, he can. He, sometimes he can hold the ball, and he's he very waddle-like. You know, in his movement and the way uh, the way he carries the ball yeah. when he wants. But it, you know, if he was consistent, he wouldn't be playing for Villa. You know, he'd have gone to the Premier League. But um, but it's that inconsistency and and that inability to to inflict his talent onto the onto the opposition and, and onto a game. That's what he's missing in his game. You know, just you know, forget about what he does off the field because you know that's all documented. But for me, as a professional footballer, he needs to learn and think about how can I use this God-given talent to inflict upon a football match and and be winning it for my team, and, and you know, make the opposition pay. And he doesn't do that in a minute. Yeah, it's in, he's one of these. He's very he's, he's very interesting interesting player because he you know he gets all the publicity and then he's caught flat on his back in a beefer somewhere, yeah. uh, spark yeah. out. We've all been there. I've all done that. But like, that's the trouble. There's no in football. <laughs> you We've know, all done that, but we haven't scored from. at Wembley like he did. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, the, if you, you think, how, what do you think will happen to Villa this season? I know you've got to go in a minute, but what do you, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think that um, he'll be back in the transfer window and the players that are there now at Villa? Do, do you think they'll um, he'll completely? Clean house is uh, even with the players he bought in January. Well, they've got a, a, first and foremost. If, if there are players that they've bought in, that are, you know, it's like the likes of McCormack and Tishbola mm-hmm. that haven't seemed to work out. You know, the uh, Di Matteo mm-hmm. signings. 
um, and, the, and the goalkeeper, you know, the Italian lad. I mean, mm. you've got to have good housekeeping. You can't be buying in players and just selling them cheap again and losing money. But, yeah. you know, they, they always argue, well, we need to get the wages, you know, we need to get them off the wage bill. But good housekeeping, if you can get good money for them, get them gone. And, but don't get anyone else until they do, because otherwise you're just, you're just throwing away money all the time. Mm. When does the balance. money? Yeah, when, when does the money kick in? The 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 payments from the Premier League does they they get at the end of the season like Newcastle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's the way it works, isn't it? You get and you get it for about you get the parachute for about four years, I think, don't you? Oh wow, is that right, Neil? Yeah, yeah, it's a four year. Which again, let's correct everything. We haven't had any penny of that either club yet. Just yeah. start next year. So when we get all get accused of buying the legal parachute payments, everybody can go stick it up their backs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's got me absolutely wound up seeing fans of other clubs. Hey, parachute payments. Um, yeah. Look at the rules. They haven't started yet. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's frustrating, though. It, 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 I can see why some clubs get annoyed by it. Mm. But under, I mean, I know financial fair play has been not quite blown out the water, but softened significantly. But under those rules, you need those parachute payments mm. to allow time to adjust or get back. It's as simple as that. Um, Newcastle shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't be allowed these payments while Ashley's making people work <laughs> for like 19 hours a day, yeah. two pound fifty and a cat's tooth. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about Ashley, isn't it? That you, you know, I think everybody now we've got to wait till the of the end of the season. Um, when it comes to what's going to happen next, because, you know, you probably saw the weekend Benitez has been linked with Arsenal. Ludicrous. Yeah. It's that to me, yeah. somebody makes that up. Uh, you, I, I, what do you think? Obviously, I know you've got to go in a sec, but Arsene Wenger to me is gone. No matter what he said to Ian Wright, he is yeah. gone at the end of the season. What, what, what's your being and take on that? Because it's, it gets really nasty about him and he doesn't deserve it, I don't think. No, I'm... I don't know, it's, it's funny because, you know, he's living on past glories without mm. a doubt because they haven't won anything, you know, a title anyway for 12 odd years, I think. It's mm. a long time, isn't it? You know, uh, for a big club like Arsenal. I mean, I, th- I think sometimes he can, he can come across borderline arrogant, Wenger, but, mm. but he's achieved a lot, not just in, uh, in the titles and the cups that he did win, but in the transformation, the transition of Arsenal into, you know, a European football power uh, and taking them to that new stadium. I know it's an old argument, but they did do it. And it's a phenomenal thing. It's, you know, I was down there the other week and it's incredible. But ultimately, you know, talks about expectation that, you know, that they don't, they don't win it. They just don't win the title. They're not, in, they're not up there. And if you want to continue to be, you know, thought of as a, a European superpower, you've got to start winning it. And he's not. So, like anybody else, if you're not winning it, you know, somebody else will come in. I think Simeone, if they want, if they want somebody to yeah. really rattle the cages of them players, yeah. Simeone, it shouldn't, they shouldn't, it shouldn't even be the, if, they, if they're a big team. Terrible if, being in the top four every yeah. year. You know, it must be terrible. A terrible <laughs> life, that must be. I have absolutely zero sympathy for a bunch of crybabies who've forgotten what it's like to support and stand by your club. That, 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 there was 10,000 empty seats in that ground yeah. at the weekend. Shocking. Where yeah. are you? <laughs> it's the Cordelia. 
Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? It be absolutely terrible. You look at the state of our two clubs, two great clubs from the past. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, and, and the past. And yet we can still pull crowds out. We can still stand by our clubs. And that, I, I, don't, I won't have it. I really won't have it. We're an absolute yeah. bunch of crybabies. Stick your yeah. sandwiches and yeah, go, exactly. go back to Twickenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you get on the cooking sherry, though, Mitch? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, tell you, I watched. I watched her yesterday. Ooh, she's hot, that woman. Talk, talk about hot. I know you've got to go in a second. <laughs> oh my God, that woman drives me mental. But like, talking about hot women, Mini Driver. How how do you know her? Me? Yes. I, I tweet her occasionally. Do you know her? <laughs> no, I don't know her. Oh know her. God, I thought you no. knew her. No, 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 no. I, 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 I treat famous people. <laughs> like I do. And then, and then, pe- and then pe- people assume that I know them. Oh, right. very good. You got me there. <laughs> well, I'll have, to, I'll have, I'll have to let you go there. I know you've got to go. Peter, right. Peter, absolute right, pleasure guys. having us tonight, mate. We'll have you again on and soon, you, okay? Thanks, Peter. And listen, don't get upset yeah. on Monday night. It's just a game. <laughs> 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 That's what she said. <laughs> Cheers, Peter. <laughs> Cheers, now. Ta-da. Thanks, mate. Ta-da. Oh, what a great call there, Neil. He's fantastic, yeah. isn't he? Great to have him on. Well, we've enjoyed ourselves for the last 30 minutes, and we're going to bring in uh, Keith McStay, our resident Sunderland supporter, from a bit of a drubbing the weekend. Only, only Keith can tell us how he feels this evening. How are you? Uh, well, I'm all right. <laughs> Life goes on after football. That's 90 minutes or 92 minutes of your life wasted like at the weekend, but there we go. Just won't get that back, but... Hey, one, uh, one extreme to the other, though, for you, innit? <laughs> what, sorry? One extreme to the other mm, for you, yeah. Well... That's it. Well, like... Uh, the, this weekend was a shock because we actually were... Uh, Back of like you know two good solid performances, and I thought, ah, oh, fancy what chances I said a few other people, uh, and we actually started the first twenty minutes. Southampton looked like they had nothing to offer, absolutely nothing, and we controlled the game. Didn't quite get a few passes there, landing right places in my mind, but we didn't have a bad twenty minutes. <laughs> just did not see that coming at all. Once you scores, that was just heads gone and. Unnecessary as well. <coughs> Again, crowd went on the back, you know. I mm. think it was a setback. It was quite a crowd uh, when it was full. Um, it was the biggest exit I've ever seen on a match. I think because expectations were higher mm. on the back of the previous week to such a capitulation. Uh, I hate to keep on going on, but that's when at 1 0, you've got to get your manager out to see, okay, that's, we went one behind. Mm do this, do that, look out for this, look out for the other, but again, that wasn't forthcoming, but oh, it was, that That was the biggest shock, not the 4-0 the week before, but Saturday's 4-0, really poor. Was, few was teams around confused, we didn't win, but... Was, there, was there many confused faces in the crowd when Gabbiadini scored? Yeah! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so it is. If you look, I don't know if you've seen them on match of any like, uh, Northeast News highlights, but mm. he his movement was something like um, with the four style of movement, you know, and Nick something mm. getting the right position. Albeit, I was well placed for his first goal. It was off, like you know, he's up our arm, all used, you know. But 
it, it went in. He got a goal again. Poor Jay right place. I mean, there was a hint we went for him. He looked like a very, very good player in my eyes. Definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, a strike at eighteen yard box area. Excellent, great movement. But he was he was invisible for the first twenty minutes. So yeah. but once mm-hmm. we got going, that's many good strikers the four can be like sort of not right. seen for eighty nine minutes, he'll get two in the last minute, you know. So that's what a striker does. But um yes, we got well sucker punched. What I saw of it, because it was on on in one of the, the, the tellies in the back room when we were in uh, in one of the pubs here in, in Dubai. Um, it certainly looked like the, the white flags came out after the second. It just oh, the yeah. Really. Totally. totally. It, it just, all the body language just looked, mm-hmm. well, wrong. Totally well, wrong. I spoke to a couple of players for the match who were both injured. And uh, I'd say, hey, I'd say, there must be, obviously, morale must be high in the dressing room, given the last two results. And this is absolutely bouncing now. Mm. OK, there's been a lot said about that trip to New York uh, as of flying out yesterday mm. for a few days away. Bonding. Why New York, Keith? Can get, well, we'll it doesn't make we'll any sense to me. Okay. Well, we'll come to that in a moment, but the, the, the fact is that there must have been, this is pre-Saturday, I remember this conversation, pre-kick-off, and they're saying, mm. yeah, jumping down there, they would have been looking forward to something. But they hadn't, they hadn't packed up on the plane at that point. They still had a game to play. And if you see the fours comment to the year, this sports writers um, mm. event at Ramside, mm. he had said, look, I'd won that match for Bradley, but it wasn't meant to be. You know, he's obviously referring to him, Bradley. Um, mm. And a case of he, his head was right at the match. Mm. He wanted to win. The players certainly looked like they had it in them. I don't know how. They just collapsed. Worst class I've seen the football match like, from Norway and, and against the team who weren't. They, they didn't look like they had four goals in them. Not not knocking Southampton because ultimately they did do with big style, but they didn't seem like a team that could beat us four nil. If we could beat well, one nil, I'd be amazed. If you'd watched that first twenty minutes, mm-hmm. it was only going to be one winner. And the ourselves just disappeared into nothing. And that's a like, problem. That's a problem about Southampton. They're such a dangerous team. You ne- well, like yes, they 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 go there. They seem to go one or two ways. Like it could be a draw, like you know, a one-one, whatever, and they soak up pressure. But the fact that they um, actually it worked. It was interesting. I had these two Sunderland fans <laughs> arguing about how long they thought Sunderland on Saturday were bossing the game. One said thirty minutes. One said thirty-eight. One said twenty. One said it was like back. It was like. Listen to volleyball. I just I blurted out. I says, "Listen, he's lost the game. It doesn't matter how the first twenty minutes go. If you're gonna if you're gonna boss the game for twenty five minutes, you have to, the Premier League. You've got to score. I had to score in that twenty twenty five minute spell. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to see at what point that game got the upper hand. They got back into the game around about the twenty fifth minute and start pressing mm-hmm. and, and making some progress. But if you look at the the stats, well, I haven't looked at my thoughts, but just how I felt. And it, we we seem to be totally, you know, in their half and on the edge of their box, mm-hmm. but you've got to get the ball in the net. As for what you mentioned in New York, well, bloody freezing cold this time of year. I've been in it's the coldest place in the world, so <laughs> what they're going to get up to, I don't know. But Moyes' um, opinion is allegedly that it's a place where you can go and you can totally relax because you can be invisible because we're not obviously that well known there. Mm, but to be yeah. honest, I think they went invisible for the, all of the second half on uh, Saturday. So you didn't need to travel to New York to go invisible. You can do that in the centre of the stadium. Like, for my view on Saturday, it was, it was very poor. And 
Southampton. You've just said, oh, they can, they can obviously, they can Pretty how many well. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even need to be, though, even at 1-0. At home, given what had went before that, how the match had started, Moyes had to get out there and, and stimulate something, make the changes. With the same person on the pitch, I'm not talking about substitution mm-hmm. here, but just reshape or, as I say, identify areas to, to, to move in different directions mm-hmm. or, or, you know, look at different outlets. He doesn't do it, you know, because we were hitting the brick wall. We didn't score. He had to see a way. And uh, one of my pals I've said says he, he does need to in, in the stands sometimes. He, he's just too busy sitting back in his chair. And what you can see at rows 16, 17, 18, 19 compared to what you can see in a dugout completely different. And uh, I don't think he sees the same game as what many of the fans do. So Neil, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's been a recurring theme that Keith and many other fans have said to Sunderland that he doesn't if, if, if something happens he doesn't get on that touchdown he doesn't get out there and do something get you know gets angry gets into the player shouts at them there's a break in play bring them over have a chat with them it's, there's a definite like just he wants the game to that's a difference isn't it when you see Rafa Rafa gets angry gets up up a height and well, you know you've, pure, and you've got Pulis yeah? pulled, pulled the game Gang back mad. the weekend you know um, the, the other thing is, for, for getting like me, me criticism of these uh, technical area not being used, you know, half time came and uh, you'd expect a change in personnel or a change in attitude. You'd expect them to be lifted, motivated, a right good telling off, whatever it might be, you know, and you'd expect a lift in the game. And really, we need to come back out that second half, that first five minutes of the second half. We should, should have been at them again, even if we were leaving holes behind. We should have battered them, thinking, OK, it was a setback in the first half, but, you know, we can deal with it. And we actually, we were worse after his half-time team talk mm. rather than better. So, I don't know. Look, I go on every week, virtually, about last week's phone, and it was lovely, but um, <laughs> I think we're really, really struggling. I was just wondering what that place Burton is like, because I've never been before, so looks like I'll be heading to some unusual territory and uh, seeing some visiting fans I've not seen before it's just it's got it all over he hasn't got a battle it, it, to me it's like <laughs> Neil when you look at that table that mm. table is wide open like when you see Sunderland yes they lost the game but it's it's only a couple of games but to me Neil obviously I know uh, Keith just mentioned it but for them to go I couldn't ast- I can't understand for love of money why they go to to New York when every team that I know but goes to Dubai, gets the warm weather training, gets you know builds builds up team you know chemistry whatever whatever they got to do, and he goes to New York and it's freezing. So how are they going to play a game if it's freezing? The bad brothers over there because the, the pitches are frozen. I know that for sure. So I got friends that live there. They've just had a snowstorm. So, how do we know how long they're going out for? I don't probably five days, I presume, right, Neil. There must be some money in it for them. That's yeah, the only reason be. anybody would do a trip like that at this time of year. Mm. It, I don't it, believe it, it is to be honest. I don't think they've got anything lined up. Uh, again, really? I switched off for it. it. It's something that just it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, they can go to New York for that and good luck mm. to them if they were winning off to put a bad performance in. But to be honest, it was booked well ahead of Saturday's performance. Mm. It's just. You know, for an average fan, the street were not all as rich as, a, as an average dentist, you know, living in Dubai. The guys who go and turn up and watch Sunderland play are working class guys, working in Nissan or wherever, you know. So, 
it's a lot of money to go to New York. I mean, lose change to yourself. It's just it is sickening to an average fan to see them go. And when you've paid to watch that on Saturday, it is horrendous, you know. So it it doesn't sit well. But look, if we go there, I don't think it's about I don't think it's about um, corporate stuff where they're, they're doing like you know little tournaments, nothing mm-hmm. like that. I think you just want something to be invisible and bond. I think they're talking about going to sports halls, playing ice hockey, but we'll probably mm-hmm. come back with a dozen injuries. We're talking about <laughs> them playing basketball <laughs> and things. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll tell you this. Our lads will end up taking the wrong turn. They'll be in Brooklyn. They'll probably get turned over by the hardest <laughs> drug gang in New York. Just Not bad Brooklyn, actually. Not bad Brooklyn. It's a nice uh, well. area. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice to see. Thing. It was nice to see Jim, Jermaine Defoe uh, honoured uh, last night for obviously uh, when it comes to uh, Bradley Lowry. Uh, uh, it, you know, just have that young lad's you know condition has. Uh, affected everybody on all levels, hasn't it, Keith? Well, the thing is with that, I, I've said when you've seen it, you know, it takes nothing for a footballer, the time they've got in their hands to, mm. to make a gesture like that. But, you know, this little kid, obviously, whoever's behind it to get the, the publicity going from the first place just kept the momentum going and mm. going. So the good thing is he's, he's made the awareness for other young kids suffering similar. Mm. And Jermaine before has just done what probably most people would do, but the fact is he can and he has some people might just not bother so he has been a bit of a star and that he's a ward itself to be honest in the northeastern this isn't the dig at newcastle or middlesbrough mm-hmm. he's the one man who's shone out and yeah, you know you've yeah. had a relegation season and you don't have i haven't got a superstar standing out this season mm-hmm. to warrant the the award he got last night so yeah he was definitely the the player the uh Sports Writers Player of the Season, without a doubt, and a worthy winner. He's dragged us through God knows what way we're getting results that we weren't expected. So, definitely, definitely a worthy winner. And obviously, on the flip side, he seems like a genuine bloke as well. He's been bang on with their young Bradley. It's been spectacular. So, nice to see them giving something back, and they can, but they yeah. don't always have to. Where he has, you know, so fair play him. Legend. Yeah. Um, that image that was shared of him with young Bradley on the bed with a bubble out for the ground. Uh, that is genuine, something very genuine. Um, ah, great, aye, great. Look. But is it, is it, is it, his condition, is it, all applauded, really does. is his condition terminal? I always heard it was terminal, but then he had treatment, uh, well, 2,000, right, to go to America to have some sort of treatment, is that true? I think well, that's... Well, again, like that, you can read all the press, all the same stuff I'm reading. The lads obviously got some new testing uh, mm. that's being done, which could give him obviously an extension mm. to his condition. And every time it's prolonged, there's always hope, isn't it? So yeah, something yeah, else may come up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you know, you don't know how kids going to react to it. So again, the medical details, I don't know. I just track his progress and see the highs and lows. His family and his followers put it on. So. It's good, but like I said, when you've got support, if you're going through a tough time, you've got a hero. And there's, you know, obviously, we all know other people do it, but it's nice when it happens like that. It takes you mm. it takes a nice rubbish football as well. Yeah, exactly. One, one <laughs> yeah, it's point it, of your season, it's, it's uh, like a highlight for with nothing else. But, like the club always reacting to But it's, inter- it's interesting watching the, the reaction from, like, obviously, I watched the reaction afterwards um, to the game for the, to the Sunderland fans. And, when it comes to the result on Saturday, but it's two points you're only behind, and there's a lot of it teams is, in uh, there. It is. Oh, I don't get wrong. It, it, 
on 15, 20 minutes. There was a constant few minutes chanting at David Moyes, Red and White Army. I've said mm. this week after week. He doesn't get grief. Yes, on the 45 minutes or whatever it was, 46, 47, whatever the, the, the half-time whistle came about, there was jeering, yeah, because the performance, it, it went from good to signs of very poor. Not, we didn't know what was going to happen in the second half, of course, and we're still thinking, come on, a little bit of a roar, but I tell you it is, it was so easily deflated. The, the siege mentality, the fortress that you try to have, the great escapes of years gone by, that just seemed to be lacking, and I know the seats emptied massively now. Not everybody went home. That was just the concourses filled, but and the TVs all over. But people just wanted to show a protest, and it wasn't like a premeditated protest. I think people just thought, "Hey, I've had enough." One thing was it was bloody freezing on Saturday, mm. so it was just that easy to say, "Hey, stuff this, use on bongos," and they just dodged down the concourse, and that was it. They watched the rest on the TV for the last ten minutes or so. It was the biggest exodus I've personally seen without it being planned as an insult. I think user planned walkouts and they haven't always mm. like getting yeah. equipped. I think it was just people just think, hey, I've had enough. It was sickening. And at one stage, I think I, I tweeted, I had, we have a little mini suit with me pals, and I'm thinking, oh, well, 3 nil. I, I threw out the bag, 3 nil. So I'm thinking, mm. well, that's me, won the money, if nothing else. Next thing, I look out and it's bang, 4 nil, you know. And then... <laughs> You see, I was left. I'm thinking, oh, well, that's me gone. <laughs> me money gone. <laughs> but look at that was on the 90th minute or whatever I was doing. But um, ah, it was poor all round. They've got to find something. And hey, if they find it in Central Park, I'll be glad that they have went there. God knows what they're going to do. But even if they just get their heads together and say, right, we're going to try and get ourselves out of this, you know, look, there's a bit of a break. So they can maybe put it the back of their mind. Mm. Uh, I, do you not think it's, it's a fact that is it mentality with with uh, Moyes that if they go one nil down, he doesn't think they're going to come back anyway, and he just wants to see what the reaction would be, even if they go further well, behind. It's inter- it's, it's well, an interesting I thing that's going on, that. Mike. I don't get it because he, he doesn't. We rarely seem to come back, and mm. I think like he, he often refers to the mistakes. I said this if you listen to any of the. the, mm. the uh, shows you've had us on mm-hmm. it just seems to reflect on a game rather than having an impact on them mm-hmm. and if he says that mistake that mistake and that mistake was made well what's his job because I can mm-hmm. shout you know from the from the, the seats saying oh it should, this should happen that should happen he is technically better than me you know or should be certainly the wages he's getting he should be technically better and has, and has the control he is the boss of those players me shouting to somebody track back or get your head up and put a cross in is going to do nothing to the players they'll, they'll barely hear me it's his job to do it and why he doesn't do it it's beyond me you've got 48,000 people screaming you know mm-hmm. man on you've got 48,000 people willing mm-hmm. somebody to pull left to use the space that's there or whatever you know tactical decision Moyes never ever comes in with the knowledge he's allegedly got he has zero impact in my eyes and as I say forget his touch lane he just doesn't do it at half time, they don't come out rallied mm. and uh, I don't know why. God that that game was still there for the take and mm. they scored one goal for goodness sake and genuinely uh, uh, against the runner play. Is that me mm. timed out now? No, no, it's just <laughs> just Lee telling me what time is coming on. <laughs> uh, I, 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 th- I thought it was the old lady next door coming to see if you're right if you've got it, no, right? 
<laughs> well, that's it timed out anyway. Cause I've got to bring in. I've got to bring in. But it wasn't that, though. It wasn't that. But no, like uh, football next week, so uh, who knows? Every week when I come on here, whether they're going to have a high or a low, sadly there's more lows for our season this year. But look, at you were having a little bit of it off the field, a few little rumours, like you said, the Arsenal situation, mm. where that's come from, I don't know. People I do like believe. to You could probably have somebody in the press who want that to happen, so they've mm. put that out as an agenda. But you know, well, the, only, the only player, I think I mentioned this tonight when to, to Pete Colley, the only player, if they're going to, if the only managers they should go for to really get that club going is Simeone, Diego Simeone from Atletico Madrid. Absolutely stone. If they don't, if they don't, if they want somebody, the likes of Conte, the likes of maybe Mourinho type people to go in there or Klopp, say, there's only one person you you, you, have, you can go for. And if they go for Eddie Howe, well, you know, well, this, this get what we deserve yeah. in life. Well, they're going to have Moyes at the end of the season or before the end, it's going to get better. <laughs> but the real world, seriously, another guy you just had on there, I guess, was spot on. But the the transition, you know, that period of time when Arsenal were getting ready to leave Highbury and mm. go uh, across the, the, the town there, mm. basically, he managed them. None of, none of your other managers, your Guardiola's, uh, your Mourinho's, None of them would have managed Arsenal if they'd been headhunted in at any price, uh, Conte included, with the budget he had. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at that time. I, I mean, sometimes he has been arrogant about saying, I can find somebody mm-hmm. for a few hundred grand and make them a star. He, he didn't have the money. It was the earmark to build in the new stadium. And mm-hmm. he just kept his mouth shut yeah. and put up with the performances and dragged his team to fourth. And I know they get ridiculed for, for being the fourth player champions, but put them there and Neil's just mentioned it how how embarrassing that they ridicule a man that mm. I'd love to be fought every season but it, you do expect better from Arsenal but he was managing that with like you know virtually two hands mm. tied behind his back for okay. a, a number of years mm. I think that has took his edge away because if he'd had, had that cash during that period and he made a kick on now he is getting longer in the two oh, he's gone mate. he's gone he's gone there's no way he's going to be there next season no, but I think he's done a fantastic job. Oh, I agree. Period, yeah. There was an era where he was like, not able to spend and still mm. held his head above water fourth this year mm. on year. So I think he's been a cracker manager for this night. Definitely brilliant manager. Mm. Yeah, I agree totally. Well, thanks for coming on, Keith. We'll no catch you in a couple mate. of weeks, okay, mate? Thanks, thanks very you. much. Nice Cheers, mate. Thanks, thanks Keith. Keith. Bye now. Interesting. From Keith, isn't it, on Sunday? It's, um, it's, it's... It's, it's, always, it's, it's a weird situation with, with Moyes, isn't it? But um, I'll bring in my next guest this evening. It's, um, God, sorry, I've forgotten the name there. Steve Hasty from Newcastle's Fans Forum. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Evening, Andrew. I'm very well, thank you. Good stuff. Uh, interesting. Uh, New, last game in Newcastle. Meat throws on fire. Dun, 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 dun. Meat. Interest, it was a very uh, interesting game. And going to uh, Wolves, which we've never really... I can't remember the last time we've won there. Probably the first time in ten years, I would suggest. But um, it, it wins a win. But uh, I think the carry-on that was going on from the fans, which I can understand with Shelby, but the way that they were going on about Mitrovic, well, give me your take on it because um, it, to me, it, it's now it's turned it's turned into something else completely. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it was three points. That's all we wanted. We took the win, and that's it. The rest of it is just. It's just paper talk, and it's it's fans getting themselves agitated on social media. 
Um, you know, it's it's child's play, it's schoolboy stuff. You know, it, it's it's crazy. I'm not, I'm not interested in it, to tell you the truth, Andrew, because it's uh, it's something that 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 means absolutely nothing. The game's finished. The game's over. Um, they can cry all the want. They can call all the want. They can they can have little cyber battles as much as they want. It doesn't make any difference. And really, it's it's totally incidental. The the game was uh, an important game for us. Important game for them. It would have kept them in the in the sort of hunt, if you like. Um, they've been playing quite well recently. They've seemed to have pulled themselves around. Um, it was vital that we keep. Uh, Keep picking up points, and we we'll have. And I'm happy with the three points, and move on, on to, moving on to Norwich. Yeah, Neil. The, the interesting thing wasn't it, Mitrovic um, getting booked at the end of the game, and the howling, absolutely howling, for being sent off for for the previous fouls. I, I know. I, obviously, I saw you on social media uh, thinking Mitro's like a, a liability. Yep. I understand what Steve's saying, but when I when I when I look at that game, um, he did nothing wrong until that last kick. Look, he, 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 it, the thing that got me was the booking. The first, yeah. that booking, he seemed to get booked for being strangled. I, I can't see if, if it was for that one incident. I don't even think it was a foul. It wasn't? Yeah. Um, th- there's been a suggestion, and I've not seen what the actual reason given for the booking was, that it was for persistent fouling. <laughs> um, and that still wasn't a foul. Um, however, again, he's shown that when he's on a yellow card, he's not got the sense mm. to not rake his studs down the back of the goalkeeper's calf. That and was, um, I have to say, that was incredible, wasn't it? That fact that he did that, knowing he had been booked. Some oh. people say, oh, he had a right to go up for the ball, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, but, you know, in that situation, he was a lucky, lucky boy to stay on the pitch. And mm-hmm. to be fair, he then took his chance, and that rubs rubs Wolves' nose in it beautifully. Yeah. Um, I think it's significant that Rafa took him off at half time. Mm-hmm. Very significant. I suspect he'd made his mind up at half time. This lad's going to be targeted second half. Let's get him off for his own mm-hmm. safety. But everybody in the bar said that, Neil. Everybody yeah. in the bar that was standing around me said, you know what, we're winning 1 0. I'll take him off now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a marked man. They've marked him out. Um, the, the two central defenders were dragging them all over the place. It's foul after foul against them. He then reacted and he got they, they got him booked. Um, you're right. He was lucky to stay on the pitch. Um, whether or not the referee realised he'd made a mistake with the first mm-hmm. one, uh, I don't know. Um, quite possibly. Um, yes, he he had a right to go for the ball. The goalkeeper he, he pulled out of it actually. He pulled out mm-hmm. of it and then caught him on the back of the. Uh, of the of the heel, if you like, he caught him on his heel as he was as he was ploughing forward. Um, mm. To me, the the defender as well, it was poor defending because the defender should have gone across the goalkeeper and and kept. And, but instead, he went the other side of him and let mm. the he let the goalkeeper he let Mitrovic come at his keeper instead of blocking Mitrovic's run out as the keeper's coming. He crossed his keeper and and let the keeper go between the two of them, which to me seemed a ridiculous state of affairs. And it was poor defending, but. Uh, he caught him, and Rafa. You, you saw Rafa signal uh, to him to say, "Cut it out, calm mm-hmm. it, yeah. stop it." And I think so, at that point, that was when he made his mind up uh, mm-hmm. that uh, he, he was going to make a substitution to half time. Then he got the goal, of course, uh, right at that point. But that didn't change Rafa's mind. He, he decided he was going to make the changes. He decided 
uh, who was what it was going to be. Um, he brought Atsu on, which I was surprised by. I thought it would have been Murphy. I think everybody else thought mm-hmm. he would bring Murphy. But he decided, obviously, as Rafa does, oh. that uh, we're 1-0 up. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to contain them. We're going to try and catch them. The defenders are going to be dragged all over the place by Atsu. And then he brought Murphy on with 10 minutes to go, who played a Shearer-esque role in holding oh. the ball up and doing, ball doing, doing what was needed to be done. And obviously <laughs> had I couldn't believe that, man. I must have missed. You know? seen that um, happen for ages. And, and, and our ability to contrive a draw or a loss from a situation like that normally. And to, to know and feel comfortable... Hey, we're in control of this, yeah? Yeah. And, and I do think Lascelles and Clark might have had Stormers, didn't they? Yeah. It sent her back. And that, I mean, and that was good from, from the point of view of Lascelles, who had had yeah. a poor game and then had, hadn't uh, even been picked the following game, uh, came on with the last five minutes, which was just uh, a very, very strange one, bearing in mind he was supposed to have been carrying a an injury, Not um, which yeah. he obviously wasn't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hanley had had, a, had an outstanding game himself the week before, but uh, he brought his Done captain back. Um, well, he rejuvenated his batteries, but the, the lad proved that, uh, you know, he can if he can concentrate for 90 minutes, he can have a decent game in him, you know? Well, he did it before earlier in the season. He dropped him early on mm-hmm. and then brought him back. Didn't Two he game came back a better player. That's uh, right. and, and, and that's what you want to see. You want to see a reaction. Yeah, good man, man management. Learning. Yeah, it is yeah. very good man management, it really is. Yeah. And I what, do you, what do you think I about the, the way he's had wolves yeah. snapping the day? The way he's, he's had Lambert <laughs> bleating, he's had the Wolves press bleating, uh, and they're still dancing to his tune two days after the game's finished. I have to say, uh, Steve, it was a. I think to, to, to have a manager come out and completely lie through his teeth about the fact that his team, um, you know, deserved to get something out of the game. He's not watching the same... Yes, they had pressure, but that I counted two shots that kind of... One missed everybody, but it was a very good cross. And then that cross in the second half, where I actually thought it was in, um, when it flashed past Darlow. Uh, you know, it's... It's a different kettle of fish when you're, you're on normally every Wolves team that plays against Newcastle. They always do us like a kipper. And that team, yeah, they have you worried. But there's no way. I never understand managers come out when they turn and say, you know, it's okay understanding the other team and their strengths and weaknesses. But to come out and just say, well, we should we should have got this, that and the other. And credit to, to Benitez today saying, well, you know, if they're going to shout things at Shelley, maybe the FA should look at it. But it's definitely, he's definitely got the the Wolves fans going. And Lambert um, seems to, uh, you know, dance to say say whatever comes on his mind, even though it's not even factual. Well, Lambert, Lambert's playing to, playing to his own crowd, isn't he? Yeah. And he's playing, he's playing, he's sending a message to his to his own board of directors that is kind of implying, you know, we played really, really well. I'm the expert here. We played really, really well. We should have got something out of that. So, and, and deflecting away from what was at times, you know, poor finishing, uh, poor performance all round, uh, playing at home, didn't, didn't pressurise us, and we let them come on to us and they didn't really do much. Um, the, I, look, I always look at games and I think the teams that deserve to win uh, are the teams that either defend very well and catch it on the break or 
the one that really excites you is where a team is hammering you with effort after effort after effort, and your goalkeeper is throwing himself all over the place. He's tipping them across the round the post, the bar. He's you know. I remember that game that we had against uh, against Tottenham when Tim Krul was absolutely outstanding. I don't think I don't think Darlow had virtually a save to make in that mm-hmm. game. Not a save of note, and nothing that you could turn around and say, you know what, he, he, he saved four or five absolute guilt-edged chances. You know, it wasn't that type of game. You know, they, they flattered to deceive. They threw crosses into the back post that, you know, they ended up sort of hitting sky high or knocking it sort of four or five yards wide of the post, this type of thing, you know. Um, they, they, were, they were done on the day. They, they weren't, they're not, a, they're not a, an exceptionally good team. They're, they're an also-ran team in, in, the, in the division and uh, they've got nothing from it and we've walked away with the three points and we'll move on to, we'll move on to Norwich. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting actually. I, I thought why the, the sign of Wyman was quite a good signing for them and He's not firing at all, is he? He scored, obviously he scored ah, at uh, Liverpool, but in the FA Cup. Him, don't rate him. Don't rate him particularly. I there's none of their team that, that I would particularly say will stand out. They've got the young kid uh, playing wide. Costa, right? Everybody's, everybody's raving about. Um, is it uh, Costa, I think they yeah, called him? Costa, yeah. um, and everybody's raving about him. He's supposed to be a, a really good player. He had flashes of, of mm. um, you know, looking as though he could do it. But again, you know... Doing it wide on the touchline and turning somebody and then turning them again and then turning them for a third time before you put them <laughs> yeah. across the ball. It might look like look good, but it doesn't get you anywhere, you know. Yeah, it's a, it, that's the thing, the thing about uh, Wolves. You know, they were in a bad place when they now Lambert's come in. He's given them a bit more rejuvenation. They, you know, at least at least they're playing. They've been playing a little bit better with him. Um, but it's you know for me it's. You know, considering that they beat us, they beat us twice, haven't they? Really, I think this season, have they? Yeah. Before um, no, yeah. We, we beat them in the cup. Uh, oh yeah, we beat them in the cup. They yeah. took points off us at home, didn't they? You know, so. Uh, yeah, because I must be. I don't know what you. I was a bit nervous about the game, Neil. Were you? Um. Well, yes, because Go on, you know, it, 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 it's one of these ones where they could have been like a bogey team, what have you. But you know, um, at, we uh, for. I, I, as Steve said, we looked so comfortable through that game, mm. and I can't remember Darlow looking worried or troubled by mm. anything in particular. And I think that's to measure how well the team played as a whole, really defending mm. from the front, etc., etc. But um, I, I think here we are; we're getting towards the business end of the season, and and we'll look like we're now starting to find that extra gear that other clubs might not have. And I think this is. Uh, this is all positive. This is all looking good so far, um, and it's it's a great way to set up the Norwich trip with yeah. a really good win. Like big that. game that one, isn't it? Uh, what what's your thoughts, uh, Steve? I'll ask this to Neil in a minute, but um, Mr. Moxley, um, uh, I think it's the Daily Mirror again, Sunday Mirror, whatever it is, uh, come out and Lincoln uh, Rafa Benitez with with Arsenal. What's your what was your immediate take on that one? Because I've got my own views in it, but um, what do you think on that one? Just more paper talk and another another example of just trying to upset the apple cart. He tried it a couple of weeks ago. Um, he threw it threw it across the bows of us about the argument, and then naturally the, the it would that story wouldn't have been in anywhere near the papers if uh, Ian Wright hadn't have uh, announced mm-hmm. on Saturday what he did uh, or the words that he used, which was he felt as though that uh, Wenger was nearing the end. Wenger's come out and said he's not nearing the end. 
Um, he said he looked. He thought he looked tired. Wenger said, "Yeah, I do look. I am tired because I eat, eat, and drink football." Um, I, I, Austin Wenger's got the opportunity to stay on for, for every year, and he can stay on for every year if he wants. And you, I heard you talking before there, saying, you know, who would be ideal for for uh, for Arsenal? Um, I don't think Simeone would be ideal for Arsenal personally. I think if if Arsenal wanted a a manager very similar to the Austin Wenger, a sort of relaxed type of, um, you know, elder statesman type football, which is what Arsenal will will possibly go for. If it was me, I would be going for someone like Ancelotti. If I was in charge of them, I would go to Bayern Munich and say, right, well, he's had a couple of years there. Would he want to come back? And I think uh, Mm. he's the sort of manager that would suit Arsenal more than Simeone and the fieriness and uh, everything that uh, that comes with Simeone because he carries a lot of baggage as well, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Neil? Simeone's days yeah. as a as a top manager um, were were two years ago, and you know since then, yes, he's getting close, he's getting his club to the Champions League final, but you know what? They didn't win it, um, and they're not that they're they're in that awkward position, aren't they, in Spain where you're you're up against Madrid and you're up against the. Uh, Barcelona and mm. you're, you're a third or fourth best team um, and you lose interest and uh, I, 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 I just think everything at the moment is, is just speculative paper talk regarding um, who, who, would, who would be going to Arsenal and whether it'll be uh, Benitez um, what, did, what did Benitez come out and say today? Nah, nothing used to him you know um, I just let, let's let's talk about Norwich. Let's talk about the fact that they had a they had a win on Saturday, five uh, one I think it was. Um, suddenly starting to to score goals. Um, a difficult trip for us going down to Norwich, mm-hmm. as Neil knows. Um, it's not going to be easy, but again, I expect it to be very very similar to the Wolves game. Um, in terms of uh, they'll come at us, they'll throw things at us, and I think will a lot depends on again whether he goes for. And, and decides to stick Mitrovic back in, whether he decides to go with Murphy, whether or not Gale's going to be fit and he's going to risk him or he's going to hold back Gale until next Monday when we play Aston Villa, um, which is again going to be an absolutely smashing game for us. Um, if we can pick up points at Norwich and pick up points at home against Villa, then that would be, you know, that would be superb. Um, I think we can, we'll come away from Norwich with at least a point, um, if not three. And I think that uh, that sets us up nicely for what is a very, very poor Aston Villa team uh, managed by Steve Bruce, who are really, really struggling. And I listened to your uh, your caller earlier, your guest, talking about Aston Villa. Um, £64 million, pound, I think, Aston Villa spent mm-hmm. um, without bringing too much back. I think on Newcastle... Um, being accused of, of buying the buying the league by everybody, mm-hmm. and I think we're uh, I think we're twelve million pound in credit profit, in like. terms of yep. twelve point nine million pounds ahead, you know. So we're in the we're in the black. So we're not buying it. I think virtually every other team in the league has spent money, um, and, and has has dipped into their finances, whereas we've actually made 12 million pound in our transfer dealings you know yeah obviously getting back to the question that we'll uh, I've mentioned before to Steve what was your take on it and then we'll talk about Mitrovic starting do you think Tuesday Um, the take on um, Wenger and Austin yeah I I personally didn't think it was a very good story that to me was a huge punt and a half that one to be honest with you 
they're saying, you know, it's speculated that he, he was being linked, but the talks hadn't uh, hadn't taken place, but this is who he's picked for his number two. Mm. Absolute rubbish. Mm, Total agree. rubbish, mate. Yeah. It's, 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 it's shit-steering on a grand scale yet again. Mm. Um, Norwich, for me... Um, I think Gale is fit. I think it's been announced. That he's I fit. think I, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's as quite cut and dry as what he says. To be honest, I think he'll be on the bench at least. I think put him on the bench. Yeah. I think if we can give him give him that extra bit of time before Villa, um, though I don't know if I would start Mitrovic. Uh, I think. Do you not think he'll 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 turn around and say listen? Do you not think he'll turn around and go, listen? You scored the weekend. Give me a better attitude. You're starting tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's it, 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 it's possible. Uh, you just never know, Rafa. He, he, he could shuffle the pack massively. Um, but there were there were talking about Gale and Shelby being back together in the team mm. and blah blah blah. And and, and so um, the hint is that he be fit. But you know, let's see. We've got to mm. trust the. I think the one thing we can at least do is trust the player. Because the way he handled the injury in the first place, so I, I think let's see, would be nice, nice Philip, even if he is just sat on the bench. Um, mm. Norwich have hit form at a good time again, but they are that on and off, you know, like the living room light, aren't they? Mm. They're they're either all or nothing, mm. seemingly, and they did have a good result at the weekend, but they've they, they've had quite a few false dawns this season where people have gone, all right, they're going to kick on now. But they'll give her a tough game. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, is, Steve, would you would you play? Obviously, before I bring in Lee uh, Johnson, regular call. Uh, do you, do you think you should play Mitrovic tomorrow straight off the bat? Yeah, I would. I'd play Mitrovic. I'll play Mitrovic tomorrow. Uh, well, I would even put Gale on the bench. I'm not too sure. Um, I would give Gale uh, that little bit of extra time until mm. the Villa game. Um, so he was he was he'd had plenty of time. It's uh, it's one of those injuries that could go again if he's not quite ready. Yeah. And it's cold. It's going to be going to be cold game. Um, I would. I really would. I'd, I'd just say Mitrovic. Let's have more of the same, but cut out the ridiculous pieces. I think it's a it's an opportunity for Rafa to get that message through to him. Um, I'm not saying it's a last chance saloon for him, anything like that. What I'm saying is it's an opportunity for him to show how mature he can be. Um, he hasn't been in the he hasn't been in the uh, in the limelight for for quite a long time in terms of his attitude that way. Um, it's been more for his misses than, than anything else. But he, he he was there. He was able to get on the end of it and score. Um, so from a confidence point of view, putting the ball in the net is what he gets paid for, and it's what he's about as a striker. Um, and I'd give him another shot. Uh, alternatively, um, it would be Murphy. So mm. I think I think you're better off with Murphy coming off the bench. And you are Mitrovic coming from off the bench, so there's probably more likelihood that he would start Mitrovic than he than he would start Murphy and keep Mitro on the bench. Yeah, interesting call. I'm, obviously, I'm bringing in uh, Lee Johnson, regular caller on the show. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Hello, mate. Good. Good stuff. Um, what, what was what was your thoughts on? Uh, we'll get to the what what's going to happen the next couple of days tomorrow with Newcastle, but what was your take on uh, the weekend and obviously everything regarding Mitrovic and uh, what? You know the, the the Shelby issues, what was going on? What was your take on the whole scenario that played out? I enjoyed the enjoyed the enjoyed the results. The game wasn't the best, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, if you like I said, if you're going to win, if you're going to win, um, you're going to get promoted and different things like that. You need games like that. You need to. Well, there's been no 
if you think about this season as a whole, when Newcastle haven't played particularly well, we've normally lost the game. Mm. So I didn't think we played particularly well, but when we won the game, so that was a real positive because this season when we haven't played particularly well, we've normally lost. Um, mm. We defended really well, we're exceptionally well, ourselves and uh, Clark in particular, and I thought the full-backs were excellent as well. Uh, but, you know, they never had a shot until about the 74th minute, so that would suggest mm. we were doing something right. As for Mitrovic, um, I felt sorry for him because... The first booking was never a booking. I don't even know where the where the referee imagined that up from. Even even at the point where Don Goodman was telling telling yeah. the whole world that he'd uh, <laughs> fling his arm out, he hadn't. He was standing still. He didn't do anything. And then two seconds later, he's standing still again. And that is when he booked him. And it was a bizarre decision. But and then obviously the the inner demons inside Mitrovic's head. He's going for a seventy thirty ball, and he's just being booked. Mm-hmm. Where. No, and he shouldn't. He just shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, but he obviously did. He got away with one. I think he deserved that little bit of luck, given his first booking. And then he pops up with a goal. So I hope it's it's good for his confidence. He needed that goal. Um, I think Rafa spoke really well about him today. I think that will help him also. And at the end of the day, given the schedule that we've got coming up, it's all hands on deck for me. We're going to need everyone. Every single one have to squeeze everything everything out of this squad whether that be Hanley coming in for Lascelles or Hanley doing a job. Like I said, Hanley done a great job against Derby last week. Lascelles come in, obviously knew he had to raise his game. He did. Um, so you, everyone in the squad is going to mean that is going to need to be on point for the next couple of weeks because this is massive. These next, these next, these next um, five games, six games, uh, obviously uh, four away, two at home. If we can come out of this, still top of the table or still in second with a decent cushion, I think we'll go... <coughs> I have to say, uh, Neil, then, Neil, then Steve, that commentary by Don Goodman was one of the most awful commentaries I've ever heard from a biased journalism, a journalist who reckons he's a pundit. I've well, never heard so much troll of my whole life, I tell you. Ex-Wolves and ex-Sunderland strike. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that, you can see where he was coming from from the off, and, uh, and, and as, as Lee quite rightly points out, he was trying to claim Mitrovic had thrown an arm when he he'd ne- <laughs> never even even so much as raised it. No. Um, it. It was quite baffling. I mean, at least he's evenly balanced. He must have a chip on both shoulders. <laughs> what do you I think, Steve? It, I, I was just concerned if Wolves equalised because I thought he was going to run out of the comedy box and do a nude on the <laughs> It was really bad, wasn't the commentary, wasn't it, Steve? Oh yeah, I mean, but you know what? The, the, the this is what this is what Sky TV is all about, isn't it? It's about controversy. It's about giving uh, giving people like Gun, Goodman a microphone and just saying get on with it and say whatever you like. We we'll get it. We we'll get it from Chris Sutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another one who who comes out with some of the most ridiculously outlandish stuff. We've got we've got commentators who don't see things that are happening during games. Um, we've got other commentators and co-commentators or analysts who, who think they've seen something that hasn't happened. Mm. Um, it, it's baffling at times. It's, it's embarrassing. Um, you know, I, 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 what, one of my pet states at the moment is match of the day and the, the phony commentary that they put on, whereby you, you know for a fact that you can't have a situation where you'll have three or four games in a row where at each point the commentator is predicting the goal. 
you know, mm-hmm. he'll come on, he'll go, and you'll hear him, and he'll say, oh, you know, um, there's an opportunity here, if they can just pull one back here, oh, they've scored, and you're thinking, hang on, you didn't say that, you're not watching the game, and you're not mm-hmm. commentating from a position of life, what you're doing is you're sitting in a studio and just and making up a commentary after the event, and it happens time and time and time again on Match of the Day, and it bugs me no end because it's it, it's taking us punters for a ride, you know. BBC are taking us for a ride. They, they can't even they can't even send the commentator and commentate the guy the game live. They have to overdub that ridiculous commentary and make it out as though these guys are some sort of pseudo expert or some sort of um, psychic that can tell when from a position of a cross coming in that it potentially. Um, it could be a goal, and oh, it has—it's become a goal, you know. And you think, how weird, man, you know? It's, it's pathetic. Yeah. It really is. It's. It, it, I must admit, Lee, when you when you when you hear him go on and on and on, and it's it's like he, he's trying to he's trying to make something more than what it is. Like he's make he made <laughs> Mitrovic sound like he had killed somebody in the street. The concern, Andrew. The concern for me was trial by TV. Instantly, that was came into my head. But then I seen obviously what he'd done, and he did nothing. He mm-hmm. must have had he must have had high karate on or something like that. Because literally, his after she had fell, that idiot who fell over. <laughs> and, and the sad thing is, Andrew. Yeah. The sad thing is, it put pressure on Mirovic. I think yeah. Mirovic. Yeah. I think Mirovic was annoyed with the fact he actually got there was a clear foul. Can you remember in the first couple of minutes where he, he actually Steeman would have been last man, but Mirovic could have crossed him when he, he reacted quick to show his free kick. Mm. And he got wiped out. He basically got wiped out, mm, and it right. was from that moment. It was from that moment on mm. where the needle started. But all the needle was was directed toward Mitrovic, and Mitrovic took the brunt of it. Actually, didn't do anything on the first two things, but then obviously the pressure it increased on him by a referee, referee giving a pathetic foul against him, where he failed to give Mitrovic a clear cut foul where actually Steeman was probably going to be less men and, and Mirovic was going to be through. So there could have been a red card there, but obviously the referee bottled that. But then give... I still don't, I still don't even know what he did. Now, like I said, he, he, the referee invented a mythical arm. Mm. And then the problem is with that, like I said, I thought Don Goodman was doing trial by TV and trying to get Mirovic a three-game ban, but that mm. was never going to happen. But Don Goodman seen three angles of that and still continued to see lifted lift his arm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting Mitrovic to appear on Judge Rinder later on in the week, you know, pleading his case and getting it rescinded, you know. <laughs> it's, I must admit, though, Lee, when it, when it comes to tomorrow, it's not, on li- it's not on TV as well, is it? I don't think the game's on TV. I've, but been, checking, I've been checking, I still haven't confirmed it yet. Oh, really? To me, it's, it's a, to me, these two games, you know, we could say a lot about pivotal games this season, but we win both of them games. It's it just puts other teams are starting to fall behind a little bit, aren't they? They win Newcastle. The way Newcastle fit in the, the squad, we've, the squad we've got. If we, I know it's it's simple thinking, but we we keep on winning. You know that third place, whoever's whoever's going to make a run, because you know someone's going to make a run anyway. But um, it, it it's it's going to be nip and tuck. But Newcastle. You know, you want it. You want this to be over and done with as soon as possible, so we can make plans for the summer well, and give Rafa what he needs. Obviously, every every team that's coming, every team that's coming, that's including Norwich, um, Norwich, obviously Redden, Brighton, Huddersfield. 
apart from Brighton, obviously, um, well, Brighton, yeah, they're all below us, so they're going to have to come and beat us. Mm. And all those games that we're playing are away from home. Uh, we've been outstanding away from home this season. Um, Norwich will have to have a go at us tomorrow night because Norwich mm. ultimately aren't in the playoffs positions there, so they have to beat us tomorrow night. And that could again play into our hands, you know. Um, mm. I just think that um, we've got a plan, we'll have a plan. Everybody is seemingly sitting around to go. The only players we're missing is Anita and Aaron's. Mm. Uh, Dwight Gale, I think that the team itself will, ha- will be massively boosted by the availability of Dwight Gale, who I think will start on the bench tomorrow night. Um, if we can go and get a positive result tomorrow night, I would be, I'd snap my hands off for a draw because Norwich are playing pretty well. I might mm. be actually undervaluing us there, by the way, because mm. I don't see any reason why we can't go and beat Norwich. But apparently we've never beat Norwich at Harrow Road since 1994. And I think we've played them quite a few times down there mm. since then. Um, well, Mitchell's so we got up, two goals, didn't he? Remember we lost 3-2. Right, we lost yeah. two. So if we can pick up a point tomorrow night, which we haven't, we, we don't draw games. So we, if we go and, if we, if we did pick up a point tomorrow night and then them lot come on Monday, so I cannot absolutely stand um, another flag display planned and things like that. And I think St James's Park will be rocking Monday night when Villa wrap up here. Um, so if we can get a positive result tonight and go into the game against Aston Villa, I would expect St James's Park to be bouncing. And it's all about momentum. Everyone says we're not playing particularly well, but if you look at the form table, we, we're doing fine. <laughs> we're doing yeah. fine. Everyone, I think, uh, kind of right, everyone keeps seeing Newcastle this, Newcastle this, Newcastle having a wobble. Are we really? Mm. Are we really? It's, it's interesting. Obviously, I mentioned it to, to, to Neil and to Steve. Um, when Mitrovic, to me, Mitrovic has to start tomorrow. I don't oh, think... I, I think he'll go... I think because he scored two goals at Norwich, I'm not sure if he scored against them at... Uh, I did. think it was Townsend, wasn't it, that scored he the goal? At James, he scored at St. James's as well. He did, so... I, you we'll know, give him 6 two. Yeah, I just I just think the fact that he did score the winning goal at Wolves, even though he had to come out. Um, the only issue they're going to have now with Mitrovic is that they're going to get in. Like uh, I've never seen uh, Tottenham, sorry Norwich defenders really aren't really that physical a team at the back. Um, the the interesting thing for me, uh, I'll get all three of his take on it, but um, if he goes to Mitrovic and he decides to keep on the bench. I don't think the Diame in midfield is that great. I, I don't, like I want him to be further up the pitch, but to me, Diame isn't really hitting the notes. What do you think, Lee? He was he was poor the other night. Mm. He didn't get in, he didn't get involved in the game, but he was. Ex- but I have to say, he was excellent the week before against Derby. Mm. I thought um, I thought in the hall he was excellent, and I, I thought he was even better actually when he went in when he went in alongside Shelby when we, when we lost here. Mm. Um, but no, he didn't play very well, Andrew, uh, on Saturday. Hit and miss all the time, isn't he? Yeah. he wasn't the only one. But yeah. uh, you know, but if he is on his game, Andrew, he's a he's a powerful player. He's a big player for us. Mm. And would I would I trust to play Perez over him currently? No, mm. no, I wouldn't. So if I if I'm if I'm playing a guy in the hole, given we still have um, we have from Tuesday until Monday night until we play Villa. I know Rafa likes his rotation, but I've got a feeling that Jeremy will start. He, he's an important player, and if he's on song, he's a big player for Newcastle. Steve? I'm, I'm the other way. I thought the army was more effective when he was playing uh, against Derby uh, in that uh, position just behind Mitrovic. Uh, I thought that from a team point of view, having him there was excellent. 
Um, I thought he brought so much more into the game, and I thought the team was set up perfectly at that particular time, and I thought his, his driving runs from midfield were, were brilliant, you know. Whereas when, he, when it reverted back to, to playing a little bit deeper, I thought we lost a bit of a shape, I lost, we lost a bit of momentum, um, and the style of football changed with, with Perez coming on. Um, I agree that he was very, very quiet uh, in midweek. I'd like to think that on, on Tuesday night uh, that we, we end up with him playing the, the same sort of role that he started with against Derby. I'm looking at the fixtures, it's quite interesting. I've just looked on NUFC.com, we've got 16 games left. Um, 12 of those 16 teams that were playing wear blue. <laughs> I think, what's going on here? <laughs> I was like, what? You wouldn't believe it. You know, the, the, the 10, 10 teams, 12 teams out of the last 16 wear blue. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the last eight are wearing blue. Fulham have stuck their noses in and, comp- and, and botched it up. And then Bristol City, Villa and Norwich. So the next three games, Norwich, Villa, Bristol City... And then after that, there's a run of three in blue. Then you've got full. And then everybody else is wearing blue. I hate blue as a colour. I, I, <laughs> I hate red and white more. Well, I, don't yeah, think I... I hate red and white more. I, I, the only colours I like are black and white, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, uh, Neil? Same question to you bef- before we went into this orbit of <laughs> colours. Way. Yeah, um... Let's get back to the original question. What was the original mm. question again, Andrew? Uh, well, Steve's maybe forgetting now. So, what was the what was the question the army. I asked before? The army. the army. Yes, sorry. Army. I'll kill you, Steve, for that. But uh. it always, it always <laughs> lands one. You know, it always lands one to try and put me off, and definitely put uh, me off there. Works every time, and all. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't plan it, didn't you? Don't you lie. <laughs> so, what do you think, Neil? You, you, you look comfortable when he went deeper, but I don't think that's his position. I think, I, I, and I think Rafa's going to use him higher up the pitch as I think we're yet to see really the best of him in that mm. position so um, it just looks a str- to me it looks like a, str- a strong player but he just he doesn't seem to uh, he'll have one game out of three that he, he does really well and you know the thing that lets him down no, not let him down sorry he actually has that um, he's more, when he runs sometimes his mobility mm. looks like the same mobility of Shola Miobi yeah, and he looks lethargic, and he looks like he's not moving, but he actually is. Mm. And like he run, he run, he actually looks like he's running in slow motion, but he can actually shift. Right. And against Derby, right. which Ooh, Steve touched on, we like Steve, <laughs> like what Steve touched on, the first half in particular against Derby, he caused Derby all sorts of problems, and he was picking mm. the ball up in the half turn and just driving at their mm. defence. Exactly. And yeah. yeah, that's what we want, and, that, and that's exactly what we want of him. Yeah, just seems like he's, you know, the, the, I think because of the way he is, I think he will play. I think he will play him behind Mitrovic tomorrow. Um, but you know, the, against against Norwich, Norwich haven't really. It's funny, isn't it? They they go on a good run, then they have an absolute disastrous run where nothing goes their way. They're being hammered by everybody who seems to. If, if you've got a bit of invention against. Norwich, you go, you go against them. They seem to fall quite early. I, thought, I think um, I've been championing, I've been championing it for a while now. That at Norwich, it, because I remember the game that we played against them, where we lost three two, when we brought a physical presence against them, they did struggle. And then the two goals that Mitrovic scored were both headers. I think, um, you know, the, so it's one was the was it? So you know, you you would think it could be an idea to to go. Four four two, and I know he won't do it, but it, I think to bring in uh, M- Murphy and Mitrovic 
and speed on the on the flanks. You you want to be able to dominate that team. I think we're playing. I I just think we play in the hands sometimes by doing the one up front, the one behind. But you want to try and create pressure, Steve. Well, if if you remember back in the, early in the season when uh, when we beat them four three, mm. I mean Gail scored the hat trick, yeah. um, and they were cruising at three one. You know, yeah. you looked at them and they were cruising, and we. We then took the ball by the horns and we we went at them and you know they, 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 you watched them four, four, the two, yeah. and they capitulated. They were never the same team. You go back in the season before when we played them at St James's Park when we beat them six two, and mm. uh, again you know it was literally watching them fold. You mm. know, um, and that that that, 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 that they do have a soft underbelly there, mm. and the confidence yes the confidence will have picked up recently because they've suddenly had some good runs but the run that they've had has been absolutely shocking from the moment mm. they came to us mm. there were there were high flyers i mean they, they came down with us and everybody was saying that this is the team that could could you know potentially be more than more than us even uh, with with the manager that they had would be would be going up and uh, and and they, they look a, they look a shadow of the team that they were at the start of the season, and the the run that they've had has been absolutely shocking, you know. Um, and we we've we've got to we've got to play on that. We've got to get into them, um, and we've got to show that we're not scared of them. And I think that Rafael have the team. Um, I think he's got them playing in a way that, that allows us to control games when we want. Um, and I, um, I'm expecting to come away with three points, certainly one point, and, and I'm, I'm expecting really that we'll come away with three points on, on Tuesday night, and then that takes us with a nice uh, rest over the weekend in, uh, into the Villa game on Monday. Yeah, what do you think? Give me a score for. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think it's? Do you think he's going to go with the army and uh, Mitrovic up front? Lane, give me a score before I bring in yeah. uh, Dallas. Yeah, I think I think you'll definitely go with them to a front. I think there's no doubt about it. But you know, just before you do, but just obviously going back to that game, Norwich at home. Mm-hmm. I know it's obviously it was a while ago. Um, certainly, first half against Norwich, it was probably one of our the most dominant displays. I think we created about something like ten chances in the first half. Mm-hmm. Norwich got that debatable penalty just on half time. We could have mm-hmm. been about right. three, four, five nil mm-hmm. before Gail had Gail had a hat of chances before. Mm. We if, if I think back to that, I was yeah, talking about to someone the other night, and to think back to that game over the first forty-five minutes in particular, we destroyed them. We pulled them apart. Mm. We just couldn't get the ball past the goalkeeper, mm. and they got this debatable penalty on half time. So I think with Norwich, I think what you're fighting tomorrow night is Andrew. We'll come and have a go at us because I think yeah, they have to. Yeah, and hopefully, so. and hopefully, as Steve's saying there, the way we're controlling games and things like that, that might play into our hands. So. Mm. I'll go. I'll still see it. I'll still see one-one. I didn't want to be too boastful. I'll go one-one. I'll take that. But if we can pick up three points, I think it's. I think it would be massive. I think it would set us up absolutely for um, for when them tin pots come up the road on Monday. Yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. what do you think, Neil? It's it, it. It is. It is a big game, and um, obviously I'm going to bring in uh, Chris in from America in a moment, but. Um, I think that's the thing with Norwich. If we if we get at them, I think they're going to come at us. That's why I think tomorrow we we should go for more physical, um, you know, with with the two lads up front and then bring on um, Gale. But you know, I've saying that saying that he he might uh, you know he might start Gale from the beginning and leave Mitrovic up there as well. He might based, based on the fact that Gale 
if Gail is fit, he's got a little mm. bit longer to recover. So you may mm. be prepared to take the risk. You just we can't sit and guess him. Mm. So yeah. it's pointless trying to. All we mm. want a good performance for the team, and uh, let's see. They're hopefully three points taken away. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Steve and Lee. Uh, we'll yeah, catch you that. next uh, probably next two weeks because the Newcastle aren't playing until Monday. So thanks so much for coming on, gentlemen. We'll catch you again soon. Yeah, okay. Guys. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers lads. Be great. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much. Well. Great chat as ever tonight, Neil. I've got uh, Chris calling in uh, from the US in, a, in a, a couple of minutes or so. So um, I think with with Newcastle in the in the next two games, it is more or less a lot of press, interesting derby that we saw one at the weekend. And I think was it three three? Eventually they 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 come back from three nil down. Is that right? What was this? The, the, when when Derby played the weekend, and a lot like yeah, I think okay. Leeds got beaten. So that's the thing. A lot of the teams down there, they I, they, I they seem to be having trouble. This is the thing with the gap we've got to third. Is mm. the teams from about third to eighth are currently killing each other off. Mm. You know, um, I think Huddersfield did for Leeds. So you, you you know you, you Derby coming back to draw threes each year, right? Um, mm. There's all that little sort of internal dogfighting going on. Meanwhile, us and Brighton are just chugging away like the little train that could, you know. And 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 so um, that's what we've got to stay focused on. We've got to work cut out tomorrow night because Norwich are in good form and on the day can beat anybody in the division. But mm. as this division keeps proving, anybody's capable of beating anybody. And it's probably as much about who wants it more than anything else, Andrew. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's that's the difference mentally. I was again back to what uh, the interesting thing about when I watched um, when you when you look up the obviously the greats like the Weng, like uh, Pete was talking about uh, Wenger. It was interesting when they asked um, when they asked Martin Keown on BBC. Um, you know, I think Rio Ferdinand had turned round and said that um, he would never have played for Arsene Wenger uh, if he had a choice to back in his heyday and. He said because he doesn't, he hasn't, he doesn't have enough. He likes the managers to be aggressive towards him, in some re- some regards. And uh, he said, and he says, "Come on, come on, then, Martin. Was he ever aggressive? Well, he just dropped me. That was enough for me. Mm. So it just goes, isn't it? He he comes across that he is. He, he'll get them ready, but he'll get them going. But he he, he hasn't got that uh, in him. Can't do what he's done. Mm. And not have that in you somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Reflect yeah. publicly, mm. or whether it's kept in the four walls of the dressing room, mm. there must be a moment in somewhere where he does something that can inspire players, and you don't just inspire players by um, being nice and fluffy all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's not gonna happen. Mm, gotta have it. You gotta have that devil in you, haven't you? To be able to be able to get your get your team up. Well, I've now got my. It's about who wants it more, mate. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be able to change it up somewhere, haven't you? But uh, obviously, we're going to segue into Arsenal Wenger and Arsenal there, um, and I'm bringing my next guest, Chris Chris Parry, calling from uh, Dallas, Texas. Good evening. Good evening to you guys. How are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Uh, it's um, it, it was it was interesting, you know. I'd, I've uh, I've had a chance to see the match. I've seen highlights, and I got a chance to listen to it, and of course I followed along on Twitter. Uh, I saw 
the play in question, and I think all of us can agree that Mitrovic is a very lucky boy. But uh, here's the deal. I think <laughs> I think Newcastle was deserved a little luck from a, a championship referee for once. Yeah, it was it, it was probably the I think uh, when I looked at other things that were going on, and he, I think he booked a, he booked one of their Wolves players for diving, didn't he, Neil? And I thought, yeah. well, you know, he, he seems to be doing okay, but I think he lost the first the first few well the first half an hour. He seemed to lose um, he, what the the actual game. That we we've spoke about we spoke about with Mark Halsey when he was on mm. is when referees become inconsistent. That's when they're a liability mm. because. He would sometimes make, he would make a good decision followed by a bad decision, mm. and he did that through the second half in particular, both ways. And I know there's the whole yet evens out in the end, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but that wouldn't have if Richard walked mm. on the back of that booking, which I still don't get. Mm. You know, Mitrovic does nothing. The lad's arms go around Mitrovic's neck, and he goes over the top of Mitrovic. That's not a foul by Mitrovic in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Are, you first, are you talking about... I don't know. I thought... What I saw was the rash challenge with the guy in front of the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no way he can get the ball. And not only... Look, and he missed. I mean, he he raped right... He, I mean, he went right down the... Mm. the he right down the, uh, the goalkeeper's back ankles. I mean, I was sitting there going, wow, if that's not a straight red. Because usually if you touch a goalkeeper, you're dead. But... Uh, yeah, you know, to to the referee's credit, he let it. He he let things calm down. You know, cooler heads prevailed. And uh, I'm tired of listening to coaches complaining about Newcastle getting calls. Newcastle hasn't got any calls this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been having to beat the no. officials as well as the other teams in almost every single game. So uh, I mean, so for, for I mean, turnabout's fair play. I just want to get out of this league and start playing you know Premiership football again. I think the the one thing. This, the, the, I think the thing you'll you'll never get over with Mitrovic was the fact that he was in a booking and he went looking to make that channels. That's that's the issue. Like, I, I I know Neil was going bonkers on Twitter. <laughs> I was I was watching him, but like it was it was to me it's inappropriate in any situation. Fair enough, you go for the ball because you know I've seen Bellamy do worse things than that, but I I, I, I did struggle to. See that he would rake a player. But, you know, he he would go Bellamy close to getting it, wouldn't he? But Bellamy's guys, help me out. So he was already on a yellow card when he yes. did that. Yes. Is yes. he out of his freaking mind? Okay, well then, yeah, he's there you go. Off. Yeah, okay, yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 looking at highlights, I that I, they didn't show he, his first yellow. Yeah. So I thought that that was already just his first. He could have had a straight red. Uh, he'd already picked up Chrissy a yellow card for seemingly not offering a challenge at a high ball and having a defender come over the top of him. Mm. It, was a, it, was, it, was, it was a spurious yellow from out of nowhere for not doing anything. And, and yet okay. he still went... And that's why I went ballistic on Twitter, mm. was because knowing he was on a yellow card and watching him do that, mm. giving the referee the opportunity to send him off, potentially, was just sheer stupidity. Mm. I just think he yeah. gets too pumped up. I mean, let, let, let's just talk about his debut for Newcastle. He probably could have got a straight red ten seconds into his, you know, into his career. You know, it's too e- it's, got, I just think it's too know, easy for us. It's too easy for. Um, it's too easy to turn around and go, oh yeah, he's too passionate. Um, 
Newcastle United would have lost that game if he had been sent off. We wouldn't have scored that Absolutely. goal. Because the Wolves, the Wolves were all over him. I was reading mm. Twitter. Wolves were all over him in the they second half. They were just starting with it. It was a defensive mm. effort. Mm. That, that's the thing. Is you, it had, well, it had Nottingham Forest basically on it. It didn't. It? That's, that's what would have happened again. Even if he, even if he had gone, um, you know, they, you know, because we, we, we would have always seen we back to the wall and they would have just broken us down eventually. And that, fa- thankfully, they didn't do it. But that's a, that's the problem, isn't it? In any given situation, any any situation Newcastle got, he's going to explode. Somebody, like, I I just for the life of me cannot understand as a professional footballer that you can't keep your shit together on the pitch. How he can you know, because to me, if you're going to dominate players, he can't he can't get round a player. He hasn't got the speed to get past a player. No. But and that's the thing about this. He he has to realise, and I, you know I, I, I put it out there. He's he's, he's going to be sold anyway at the end of the season. It doesn't matter what he does now. But you you want to see a player like I I think all me I think all three of us want to see Mitrovic go on a great run, score eight to ten goals. Really get amongst them. Be the player he should be in this league. Really, shouldn't he, Neil? Sorry, Andrew, you broke up a bit there, mate. Oh, sorry. Uh, he he should be one of these players that in this league he should be a player that goes on a run, scores eight or ten goals, dominates defenders, and is really, really, you know, aggressive, but in the right manner. That's what we want to see. But we're never going to get it. I would love to see him channel that aggression in the right right way because mm. channeled in the right way with that aggression um, he should be making he should be terrifying defences as per the song um, he, he should be taking teams to the cleaners that's what frustrated me with him against um, mm. against uh, Oxford mm. as well uh, the fact that um you know, in the cup against that team, he should have been terrifying them, mm. and, and and didn't. Um, he frustrates, um, and, and in my words, on on Saturday night uh, uh, during and after the game, and in a Twitter argument that I was tagged in between two of my pals for the following two and a half days, um, he's a liability, mm. and we can't have that. And and, and until he learns. It, it, and I don't know if he ever will learn. And I, and I do. And I, I take on board people who know him and who know the club, and who, who will say he's raw, and they don't appreciate how raw he is. That's fine. Mm. Um, but I think we've got to um, start to see something from him that says I am not a red card waiting to happen. And, and yeah. Ev- yeah, evidence so far, not the case. Yeah, Chris, it's it's for me. It's that's the prob- problem, isn't it? I think even stateside, but oh, you like his passion, you like this, but he's always gonna, you know, you what you watch a look at perfect example in the NFL. You've got Orlando Beck, uh, what's his name, Beckham of the New York Giants, right? The guy early season, especially against my Washington Redskins. Thanks for the win, by the way. Um, you know. He was going the he's going the pitch. He's he's making mistakes. He's he's being too passionate. He's attacking the bloody net that's in front of him. You know he's losing it, and he, eventually they lost the game. But this has happened. At least with Beckham, he changes. He you know as week goes by with experienced players, he changes his mentality. He starts to be the player he should be 
with Mitrovic, it's never going to happen. Well, and right now, what what the thing is is you're, the the goals are not the goals are not coming to 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 counteract the shenanigans. I think is what it is. You know, when you look at uh, you you look at other players. Of course, the number one person who comes to mind for me, because just because he just just the the way how crazy he acts all the time is uh is Diego Costa. I mean, Diego mm-hmm. Costa drives people nuts with Kelsey, but he puts mm-hmm. the ball in the back of the net. I mean, you know. Yeah. He, He's your he's your irritant irritant. You know he's not other other teams may hate him. You love him because he scores goals. I think if if Mitrovic was scoring you know a goal you know, a goal every other game or something like that, I think we'd be able to overcome you know some of this other stuff. But he he does seem guys like he's kind of a one trick pony. I mean he's he's very good at holding play up, and I will give him a great credit for that. I think he's fantastic. I don't think he's Alan Shearer fantastic, but I think he's good at. You know, holding the play up, you know, bringing other players involved, having other players run off of him. But it does seem like, unless it's a perfect ball played in the box, he doesn't score. I mean, James Milner is not walking through that door anytime soon. We let him go. I mean, yeah, I've I, for almost a decade now that the biggest, the biggest loss of all the players that Newcastle sent, you know, let sent packing. Of course, that's one of the reasons why Kevin Keegan said, "See you later." Was uh, was them selling James Milner? I mean, because he could put in a perfect. Cross- a perfect ball and really take advantage of someone with the kind of skills that that Mitrovic has. They just don't have that. They need guys who can run off the ball. And the only people who I can see run off the ball right now are Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale seems to be able to make a great run at the perfect time. And I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Kind of like Jeannie Wijnaldum whenever he played at home, at least. You know, kind of like Jeannie Wijnaldum uh, was doing before he, you know, before he went to uh, you know, to Liverpool. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, yeah, um, very possibly. Um, these these situations happen, don't they? And and and, and I mean, Ginny Wijnaldum was just for me at times just looked lost at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He was. I'm talking about just hey Neil. I'm just talking about the, the ability to make that that run at the perfect time mm-hmm. to you know mm-hmm. to connect with. It doesn't seem like enough guys take a chance. And Mitchell yeah, definitely doesn't take a point. Yeah, that's I what I'm, I'm not talking about his other, right. the rest of his game. The rest of his game fell apart. But he was really good at making, a, at taking that chance and making that run. So when a ball was crossed, and I mean, how many times have you seen Richie or Yedlin cross a ball in and there's no, there's one person in the on box the and it's Mitchell yeah. yeah. standing no, still with two you. guys bracketing them. Yeah, I think they're playing effective football, but they're not playing like you know. <laughs> They're changing the player. They're really getting to the byline. You know, they. I think they seem to save it for home. <laughs> you know, if if, they, if if Newcastle want to want to play expansive football, it is it. They they kind of do it at home, but away from home, it's more like as we we've, we've both seen. It's awful to watch away from home. Yes, we won the game, but it's awful to watch because you don't really. We're not seeing a lot of, um, you know, uh, side splitting passes, players taking players on. Um, moving probably the only thing I saw was the goal was the back flick by uh, with Jamel to Lascelles, which made the chance for uh, Mitrovic. That was the only bit of Genesee Qua football that we saw. But it got us a goal, but it, it's not happening enough. It does seem, hey Neil, it does seem, and, and, and Andrew, it does seem like Newcastle have perfected the art of smash and grab football mm. for victories mm. on the road. Mm. 
because they have not looked good on the road. But yet they smash and grab, they get the victory, and they get out of town. Mm. I saw some stat today that of managers in the second tier, Benitez has now got the biggest win percentage away, by, away from home by a country mile. Something like 75%, and I think the next best is 50-something. Mm. Uh, I mean, he, 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 we really have got a down pat away from home now. Whether there's a little bit of less pressure, whether there's a little bit of... I don't really know. I don't know whether it's the style that we have got this ability to hit on the break and we've got the players who can do that. Um, combination of all of the above. But frankly, at the moment, it, it really... It, I, I think that that team should be worried and concerned that you know the, if we click at home as well... Where's where where's where vulnerability? But I think we've just mm-hmm. got to keep our head down and keep going. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can't keep complaining about winning. We can't yeah, keep we keep on winning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if they'd have lost or if they'd have lost the game, we'd have a right to complain. But if they keep winning, I mean, what are we complaining about? Just keep sucking <laughs> exactly. three points on the, in the standings every week. Except when a story comes out that Benitez could be going to Arsenal. There's always something, isn't there? There's always something to to tweak. Newcastle United stick the stick the knife in some somewhere. Um, so I'm going to bring in my final guest this evening. It's John, Newcastle United fan. Good evening. Hello, John. You there? Hi, I'm. I'm just ah. on the phone. Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm all right. How are you? So, tell me. Obviously, you got Chris on the line from from Dallas. Tell me what what's uh, been. What was your thoughts on the weekend? Um, evening, Chris. Evening, Neil. Evening. Good evening, guys. You good? You good? Not bad. Not bad. I wish I was in Dallas now, you know. The weather is freaking fantastic, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not. Don't do it again. I'm sick to death of it. Carry on, John. Freeze it. Anyway. Right. The game. Right. It wasn't a classic. It wasn't a great game. But... I thought our defensive performance on Saturday, in my opinion, was absolutely fantastic. I thought um, Jamal and Kieran were fantastic at the back. I thought Yedlin did his stuff. wasn't wasn't brilliant, but he did enough. And um, Dumbut was just fine, you know. But um, I thought uh, Mitrovic was very, very lucky to stay on the pitch mm-hmm. when um, he um, got the studs up to the goalkeeper, that sort of thing. And... Um, and that, and then after he scored a goal, like, and um, I thought um, on the balance of the player, I thought we deserved the three points just about, like, because um, it was a tough place to go to Malinu, and um, we just got the job done, and um, I thought we defended really, really well. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, I think um, you know the the opening thirty minutes. Normally, I always think, oh. Newcastle just want to get through the game, and if we if we have one chance, it it could help us. Um, and then obviously, what happened was uh, the more that you see the incidents that happened to Mitrovic, you know, it, it's 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 getting to the stage where you know even even though he should be he realised what's going on, it should also help him because if he knows he's going to stand there and he's going to get walloped, well, if he's going to if he's near the near the goal. And he knows he's going to get walloped, and he, he looks. I think that's the problem is that, that the referee saw him looking. That's why he got booked, because he saw mm. him looking for the defender. 
<laughs> it happens with every single player, in especially from Alan Shearer to the the Bentekes to the to the Costas. They look every striker worth his salt looks for where the defender is, so he can feel him on the way, so he can at least try and beat him. But that was the problem. Every time you see the player looking at looking for the player, the defender, they always they always very quick to to get their book out. Oh no, it's just um. Well, it's, I know what you mean. It's just crazy, man. It really is. I mean, um. Well, I mean, sometimes some strikes can be clever, sometimes they're not. But at this moment in time, I mean, um, you know, I've just bought um, Mitrovic and that sort of thing. You know, you know, what you're going to get from him, don't you? So he can be physical, over physical, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, I thought he was unlucky to get put on that one sort of thing. But it's just one of those things, isn't it? You know. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? You hey think guys, the next two ge- hey guys, games? I are... you, Andrew, right. I didn't want to. I'm going to hijack this thing for a second because I was okay. something reading about what was going on against Shelby. Was there just uh, vitriol being spewed out by the crowd, or is, is this just something Rafa wants to put out there to push the knife in a little bit for for the Wolves fan? I mean, for Wolves fans. I mean, what was going on uh, against Shelby out there? Neil. Sorry, you broke up again there, mate. Oh. He was asking what was the vitriol towards uh, Shelby. What was what was behind was, that? Was, was, it over, was it over the top, or was it just usual fans giving him stick? I mean, because he did. <laughs> I mean, when you get nailed for racism, you're going to get hammered, mm. no matter how long your game ban is. Exactly. It, it, it was... It was was it over the top from what I could hear? No, not necessarily. Just booing, wasn't it, really? Yeah. It was just booing, and... Um, I mean, we could open a full can of worms about what's what's acceptable and what's not, um, and I'm not even going to go there because it's too late at night over here for that. Um, <laughs> but um, was it over the top? No, but I think I think we've used it beautifully, and I think Rafa's mm. still using it and got everybody whinging and twisting, and it's a nice little deflection from mm. other everyday goings on isn't it you know let's let, let, let's let's keep wolves jumping and while you're jumping about that let's let's not ask any other questions I, I think it's just um did they overreact i don't know of course chris you're, you're quite right when you get a ban for racism you're gonna mm-hmm. get stick and they're gonna get stick for a long time mm-hmm. um so um in some respects shelby's gotta gotta grow grow out of this positively in many ways um, and to be, to be honest, he didn't look overly phased by it, but I do no. think he did have a quiet game by his standard. Yeah, for the first half, wasn't he? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, uh, John? It was, it was quite quiet. It was. It wasn't that bad the reaction, but I think Rafa's uh, definitely trying to get his digs in today. <laughs> yeah, no, you're talking about shit. You're talking about John Joe, yeah. Yeah. I thought he handled. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I thought he handled the occasion really well because. Um, most players um, with a reputation or that sort of thing, when they start booing the players, they can either be handled occasion or they can just um, lose it. And I thought he handled it really well. I think Rafa must have told him to cool it and just calm it. And um, I just thought he handled it really well. But I thought the fans didn't help. I mean, Rafa want the fans towards mm. the, um, to investigate. And quite right, so I don't know what was said, but are the, are the FA going to listen? I don't think so, somehow. <laughs> I really don't. And you know what the FA are like, don't you? Because sometimes they just like to pick on the smaller clubs. Plus Newcastle, mind. 
and then they're just scared of touching the big clubs. And they wouldn't go near the big clubs at all. But, mm-hmm. like I said, I thought John John handled really well. He just did his stuff, gone to the football, and that's all we want from him is the football. Mm. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I think it's because of what happened, the way that, the way it went on, I think there's always going to be problems with... Um, the return leg, but it could, I just think it could have been far worse, Chris. I think they could have really gone after him, and you know they could have been really aggressive towards him, but they just booed him. But I thought um, when I when you listen to the manager, their manager afterwards trying to say that his team, uh, you know, should have scored. They had they had they didn't have a good. I, mean, I don't even think they had one on target. I think maybe one on target the whole game. And no, the, only, the only time I saw the only time I saw was on where the guy was completely alone on the back post and it would have mm. taken a decent amount of skill but he had a wide open net and he missed and he kicked you know and he missed it wide but that was really their only their only chance I, it just it came out because you know Rafa doesn't talk and he definitely doesn't talk about officials and other teams so that's why when he came out and said making headlines even over here because mm. uh it's just he doesn't he hasn't said much about anything and mm. for him to come out and say that yeah, that the fans were on were on John Joe, and I was happy how he controlled himself. That make that perked us up a little bit. Like, what? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, because uh, just because Rafa hasn't talked very much. Guys, what do you guys think about Norwich on Tuesday? It's going to be interesting, isn't it, John? I think um, that game. I personally think you've got to go aggressive against them because they're going to co- they're going to fly out the traps. What do you think, John? Uh, but I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, Norwich, yeah. Um, mm. that's going to be very, very tough. I really do think it's going to be tough. I mean, um, Norwich are starting scoring goals, mm. and um, they do, they play fast, over the time football, mm. and um, our, our defence will have to be on our guard, especially, they scored a couple of good goals, you know, Norwich, um, yeah, on Saturday against Forest, a couple of great long-range shots, the first one, Halston, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I don't think our defence is going to be calibre with them sort of thing, but I hope there's more goals, but I hope it'll come our way, but it's going to be very, very tough, but if you just carry what you did on Saturday, defend well, like we did, we'll be absolutely fine, hopefully, but no edge will find a way, and um, I think um, Carl Dodd's going to be for a busy night, I think. Yeah, I think so. What do you think? Do you think Chris yeah, think guys, is going to be a busy night? Guys, I've got an unbelievable prediction. I think that uh, I think that Norwich is going to build like this massive lead, and we're all going to think that Newcastle has no chance whatsoever. And then they're going to come back and score three goals, and they're going to win four three. <laughs> you, you think Norwich are going to do that? I really think that. That's, I mean, I know it's before, but I think it could happen on Tuesday. Yeah, I think getting us back for that the last when they when no, no, we did no, them. Seriously, I'm, jo- I'm joking. About, I think Newcastle can win this game. I think. Uh, they play. They're a different team. They're a different team on the road. They play so much more compact. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought uh, John. I thought it was good when he said that uh, Dummett, you know, was good enough because you know Dummett's not spectacular at all. But mm-hmm. as long as he just keeps being good enough, mm-hmm. then uh, I guess it'll be good enough for Newcastle. They, they just need to find a way to. I mean, they've they've they've, <laughs> they've clearly got the smash and grab job down to a fine art. Go up there, do what you got to do, try to get a one nothing win, and get out of it. Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting. What do you, what do you, give me a score, Neil, before I have to end the show. I think we're going to win, and I think it's going to be another 1-0 away success. You think we're going to win there, uh, John? Um, my, my head was, my heart, oh, I don't know. My heart is going to be a, a 2-1 win, Newcastle, by me. He's going to see a 2-2. 2-2. And Chris? 
I think it's going to be one nothing. I think Norwich is going to nick it at the very end and make it one one. I'm going to go for a draw. So it's interesting, interesting uh, dynamic going on. Well, thanks very much for coming on, Chris and John. Thanks, for, thanks to Neil in Dubai, and uh, we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks after when Newcastle uh, have hopefully picked up six points in the next two games. Thanks very much, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you very much, much man. Much a pleasure, guys. Thanks, lads. Cheers, man. Good luck. Good luck. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Good luck. 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 You've been listening to Toon Talk, go to any Apple app and check under Toon Talk and you'll be able to download...